This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The pensioners are back, but with no walking sticks in sight. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and of course, the Chelsea Fan Cast. That's Jonathan Kidd and Dan Silver. And gents, Chelsea have done it. You're in a big European final. And we've qualified for the Champions League. As well. You have. Top four confirmed. 19th final since 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Slightly better than a lot of other teams. And yet yeah. we're moaning, aren't we, Dan? We're moaning. We are. Well, on that moaning front, let's, let's start with a big question then. You're looking at a Europa League final, qualification for next year's Champions League, for all of the criticism of Sarri, for all of N'Golo Kante playing as a false nine. Is this now a good season? If you don't scratch by the surface, yes, it is. Because objects have been achieved. But I think a lot of it's down to the inability of... Arsenal, Manchester United to sustain like we have uh, form. You know, Spurs as well, they're suddenly below us. I mean, uh, it's almost churlish to criticise because he's got to a final, we've got to the League Cup final, we're very close to winning that. He's got us top four. And yet we scored practically the same points and goals as we did last year, almost identical, and we finished fifth. Yeah. So it's really down to the... I think they've been distracted by being in the European Championships, in the European... Um, Spurs in particular, and even Arsenal in particular, because they're, 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 their league form doesn't duplicate the way they've been playing the Champions League. I mean, Spurs oh. were completely wonderful the other night. I'm a, yeah, I mean, incredible. I, I, I mean. I, you know, Mora has been sort of wandering about not being great, suddenly produces the performance of a lifetime. Yeah. And, uh, and similarly with Liverpool. Liverpool were played out of their skins. You know, and you think, yeah, perhaps we've done pretty well considering that this is the standard. If the standard of the Premier League is so but high... The standard of the Premier you know, League from above third is 
20, 22 points. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, huge, huge. But also, you know, I think if, if we hadn't done well at the beginning of the season, we'd have finished 10th, wouldn't we? we? If we didn't have Eden Hazard, we'd be Watford. <laughs> but no offence to what for supporters but that's a very interesting point because what you're saying is Chelsea have had a broadly similar season and yet are going to be rewarded to a greater extent in yeah. a week where we're hearing because of this all English Champions League and of course an all English Europa League final we're hearing that the Premier League has gone up a level that we're entering a new era of continental dominance is what we're seeing from a Chelsea perspective that actually perhaps domestically at least things are getting a bit easier Oh, I'm not finding that. No, you're no, not. No, no, you're finding all. it very tough. I'm very, very tough. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Surrey advocate. You know, I've been trying to find... Well, no, I'm not an advocate. I've been trying to find sense with it all. I'm trying to find patterns. You know, you, you Dan, is, you know, uh, early on, you decided that I he was rubbish. Manchester United game, 2-0 down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was when and he lost he, it and Yeah, me. and he brought um, Zappacosta on yeah. for, yeah, for, for right back. That was really dismal, uh, well, I agree. He's very incapable of of looking and analysing what's going on on the pitch and deciding accordingly. In-game in game management yeah, is it, abysmal. It, it, almost might not, it almost might not matter they were 2-0 down. He'd still do sort of like for like yeah, regardless. He's, he's so as long as his pattern is being rigid. created. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I just find him very... like Because he, he's got his superstitions and not, not being a superstitious person, I don't fully really understand the fact that he wouldn't go on the pitch to give his you know extra time team talk and he gave it to his assistants. I mean, like, your coach, your manager, surely the, the, the superstition you shouldn't have is... Not get on the pitch. No, did he not? He didn't watch the penalties either. Did I didn't he? see that. No. I think. Well, also, I think the excuse is he's going off for another cigarette somewhere. Yeah. There's another opportunity for him, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm being very unfair. No, but I, I like to. I, I'd like to look at the game and think, what's he trying to do here? Have they got better playing the the, the smaller passes? And you think, well, they're so far away from Liverpool. Then you know, I mean, that you'd have said they were nearer Spurs, and then because they they beat Spurs in the League Cup, and yeah. yet uh, and yet lo and behold, Spurs pluck this game out. Is is it is it actually to do with character? Is it to do with attitude? Well, we have, is it to do with mental strength? Is we, that one of the reasons? I mean, the second have, half last night was just uh, we were, oh, the we, seventy-five minutes was mentally just completely inept beyond belief. Just, Gave up as soon as they scored. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. Sons Potts balloon has gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was so lucky. I mean, two clearances off the line yeah, in extra yeah, time. Absolutely, and also they're they're, they're profligate finishing. Yeah, really. but they're a but, very muscular but, side. Rebic was absolutely bullying Christensen the oh. entire match. And I said to the guy sitting next to Yannick, I said, "Listen, we have to get him off and bring on Cahill because we need a dominating yeah, centre half yeah, because yeah. So every single do? time Rebic was bullying him." To be fair, though, that what he did was he brought Zappacosta on to provide what Dave wasn't providing, which Dave can't provide, which is the the very the speedy crosses yeah. and shots. He almost scored. He did, but then he, the, the, the rest of that is Azpilicueta is not a centre-half. Indeed, half. indeed. He's a centre-half in a three because he lacks yeah. the height. Yeah. But then they took off, uh, I think it was Rebic, and then suddenly the height advantage yeah. was dissipated. I thought it was madness taking Rebic off. I thought Rebic was excellent. I thought they were a very good side. Yeah, yeah. We we had a very easy run to... We had a very easy group stages, and with great respect to the teams we played, you'd expect Chelsea to put Yeah, but away. I also think the teams that we played... Uh, I think that's the standard of Europe outside the Champions yeah, I know, League. But we could have got Napoli earlier on, like Arsenal had. We could have got be- we could have got better teams like Sevilla. Yeah, we could have Napoli. Done, I suppose De- we were fortunate you know, decent that way. teams. Yeah, yeah. But then we had the first time we played a, a half decent team, we struggled. We, we really yeah, struggled. They should have beaten them over there. They should yeah, have beaten them in the second that, half. They we, should have beaten them in the first half last no, night. They're all over them. Where's our instinct? If we had a striker, Giroud oh, was abysmal. abysmal in, but yeah, abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. As he was against Watford the other day. As was as Higuain when he came on. on. Yeah, and Higuain. Higuain was appalling. Higuain yeah. is... Uh, my my, my uh, girlfriend's watch. She said, uh, he's a lump of lard, isn't he? She I've said. He's actually very lean. I know. The one thing he is, he's lean. I think what she meant by that was... Was, was his 
his, he looked his performance was yeah. like a lump of lard. I mean, he doesn't run or do anything. He just sort of mil- milk stands faster. No, other than like... the other, in fact, the other day the Watford game though, he uh, um, he'd done nothing, wasn't running or anything. And I said, for goodness' sake, he's just got to move. And there was the one moment where the ball was and he passed him, and he did. And he was alive. Tip, and yeah, and he was alive, and he then just chipped it over the goalkeeper yeah. for the goal. I, I went, d- oh I mean, yeah, sorry about that. Perhaps that was the <laughs> wrong, wrong time. Kepa, Kepa made a really good save, two off the line. We, we've run a lock a lot this season. I think a lot of our where we are is down to luck rather than any kind of Surrey being this, you know, amazing coach everyone's banging on about. Well, touching on Surrey, we've already heard in the show that Jonathan is a Surrey advocate insofar as he tries to find the positives. <laughs> Might there not be justification for Surrey to an extent in the Champions League final, not the Europa League final? Because if we look at the two teams in it, Liverpool and Tottenham, they've both got managers who've been at those clubs for a number of years without winning anything yeah, but with Spurs, they don't finals. ever win anything well that is true well, but they've given two managers time yeah. patience a chance to actually bring a philosophy in to sign their own players well, and could Sarri did he sign Moro he was a last minute signing for Spurs he did he? he did sign Moro I think he, he, he did signed him, yeah. him. Yeah. I think the thing I think Klopp you look at look at how he inspires not only well, apparently the he, does, he does big rants at half time. Yeah, I didn't realise this. It's so big that, emotional um, stuff. He's, 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 I didn't realise that. He's a showman, but the way he absolutely inspires the players and how he's bought into the whole Liverpool thing and the fans and the passion. And we, we laugh at it, but we don't have that at Chelsea. He is absolute inspiration. Pochettino as well. You saw it meant to him a full time on the pitch in tears. These, these guys would die for their coaches. Sarri, they go and buy them cigarettes. It's just, they, you know, these are top level coaches. We've got. Greatest respect to him. He's he's bang average. I, he, I, I just don't one thing I noticed about him last night, which I hadn't really noticed before. He's always angry. Sorry, he's always everything goes he, wrong. He can't smoke. No, no, yeah, but it might be related to that. But it yeah. is. He always he's always going. He's always a kind of you're not playing the way that I want you to play. And he's always then and he always then rushes up away from the uh, the manager's area. And he's always then the the fourth official always comes and gets really annoyed with him and ticks him off. And he then goes. He, he just always just apologises. I have to go and do something, you know, because they're playing so badly. Yeah. They're not playing the way I want them to play. You look, you look at transfer market. We're in the Champions League, which every player wants to play. Now, if you're a top player and you're going to go and see. Mar- Pochettino, Jurgen Klopp, Sarri and um, Emery. Who's going to inspire you most? Who's going to make you feel like, I want to play for you, I want to die for you? Are you making a judgment from him from the way he looks and the fact that he chews cigarettes? No, 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 that's irrelevant. When was the last time he kind of inspired a Chelsea team, turned a game around? We generally feel when we go one or two nil down, we ain't coming back from that. Of no, course, no. Pen- pending a judgment from the Court of Arbitration for Sport, well, there think, might not be any signing at all. I mean, if they, get, if they go true to form, I think it'll be it stayed. It will be a suspension. Yeah, yeah and you we'll get a thought. Wit, yeah. In, in which case, but he's only after a couple of players, he said. He said they only, t- only need two more players to make this into a great side, he said. Well, it may be that he gets a, if it's a, a, a decent striker. I mean, I wouldn't even mind having one of the uh, Eintracht boys there. God, they're, they're built well, like... Well, apparently uh, Jovic is going to um, Madrid. Madrid, Madrid, Madrid deal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you could, of course, be rid of Sarri full stop, because we're hearing in the press in the last few days that Roma are circling they're desperate yeah, to yeah. get him could be a very and, easy get out of jail and, free and intriguingly he wasn't mentioned in the program by Bruce Buck at all did you see that no, I, don't, I don't buy a program anymore yeah no, no I, I, I um, it's actually it's in the standard this evening he didn't there's no mention of the manager at all ominous stuff we have of course got a quiz for you tonight as usual it's Chidge and Chad's Chelsea Challenge and your question today is a simple one but quite a hard one since December 2015 Cesar Cesar Azpilicueta has only missed call him Dave call him Dave Dave has only missed one Premier League game who were the opponents (gasps) coming up 
It's your press report with ESPN's Liam Toomey. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Jonathan Kidd, and Dan Silver of the Chelsea Fancast. And I'm delighted to say we're also joined on the line by Liam Toomey, who is Chelsea correspondent for ESPN. Good evening, Liam. Thanks ever, ever so much for joining us as usual. Chelsea have done it. They're in yet another final, another European final. But how much praise should go to Sarri and how much should go to his players? Good evening, guys. Well, in, in many ways, that's the, uh, that's, the, that's the most intriguing question, isn't it? Um, it was a really interesting game to be at last night because I felt that um, Frankfurt, in, in many ways, were the better team over the two legs. I think Chelsea were in control in the in the first half, played some really nice football for about thirty minutes. Um sort of didn't kill off the tie as they as they failed to do when they were on top in Germany as well. And then the old second half um the old second half collapse, which has been a recurring theme this season, reared its ugly head again. Occasionally, it's the old first half collapse, and then we're better in the second half, isn't it, Liam? From time to time. Yeah, it's it's really strange under under Sarri that I mean, I I don't think he's really a a sort of half time geeing up manager anyway, but uh, it, it's really strange the way Chelsea seemed to fall off immediately after half time in so many games, and it, and they paid the price. I mean, the goal they conceded to Luka Jovic was pretty laughable. I thought David Luiz didn't cover himself in glory, but neither did any of the team. Um, and then it became a nail biter when really this semi final tie should never have come become a nail biter. They Frankfurt were, were were a good team. They, you know, they they clearly wanted it. It was the most important game for almost most important tie for almost forty years. But Chelsea were clearly the more talented and more more talented team, more resourced club. And I think they 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 shouldn't have required penalties. Although it did it did provide a nice little uh, a nice little script for Eden Hazard on what should be his final appearance as a Chelsea player at Stamford Bridge. I mean, there's a feeling that he he is gone. Despite what he said on the interview afterwards, that he's he's likely to go to Madrid in the summer, just from kind of you know word of mouth and what you've heard. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, our information is that he's he's made it privately clear that he expects to be allowed to move to Madrid this summer. Um, he's got the leverage with his contract. He's, he's entering his final year. Mm. Um, Chelsea Chelsea knows they can't they can't stop him. The only the only question really at this point is the price. Yeah. And Real Madrid are are kind of playing silly beggars as they often do. They're, they're sort of playing the, 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 offer, the, the long game in terms of trying to get a price that suits them. But I Marina Granovskaya, if we know one thing about her, she's a little bit Daniel Levy-ish. She likes <laughs> to win the deal. And uh, I, I think if Hazard leaves, it will be on Chelsea's terms, no matter how long it takes this summer, even if it, it drags on yeah. a little bit more than we expected. But was, he will be going. There was some talk also that... Um that Callum's going to sign a new deal and get a number 10 shirt. I don't know if there's any truth in that rumour or... Uh, it's, it's hard to say at this stage. I mean, the, the, the severity of the injury that he got has, has, has really injected, has really shifted the landscape of his situation, I think, in a lot of interesting ways. Chelsea were, Chelsea were very worried um, prior to that injury about losing him this summer. I think that's receded slightly because... Um, there isn't as much of a threat of losing a player who is in the middle of re- in the middle of his rehabilitation. Yeah. Such a um, but well. you know, I, we we at the moment we've heard nothing from Hudson Odoi's camp that he is prepared to to sign a new deal. And as long as he isn't, then 
Chelsea will kind of go into next season with with a gun to their head regarding one of their most talented young yeah. players and probably the most talented young players come out of their academy in in a long long time and that, it's not it's not an ideal situation but it's it's kind of a risky situation for Hudson Odoi as well because when you get a serious injury like this, you don't necessarily come back immediately as the player you were before. It, it often takes some time. It might even take a full year to, to look like the player that you were before you, you, you did an injury as serious as that. So there's, there's lots of interesting dynamics to, to the Hudson-Odoi situation, but clearly Chelsea want him to be a big part of their future especially factoring in life without Hazard. Mm. I read an article um, saying that... Um, Hazard couldn't be sold if uh, if the transfer ban was implemented. Have you no, heard about wrong. that? Is that not true? No, th- no, that's wrong. Uh, the, the ban only applies to Chelsea registering new players. Right. Right. It's, a, it's, it only a, it's only a ban on signing players. They, not they from can selling, still sell players. They can sell whoever they like. So they, for should, example, they should sell yeah. about ten of them. So Kovacic is already registered as Chelsea player. Are we allowed to buy him because he's already registered or not? I think I, I well, I, there's I, there's kind of a grey area, and I think there are some distinctions between the Kovacic situation and the Higuain situation. Yeah. I think because of the way the Higuain agreement was structured, um, Chelsea will probably be able to convert him into a permanent signing if they want to. Whether they want to is a complete <laughs> other. Please question. no, please no, <laughs> Liam. I don't, I don't, I don't think they should, and I don't think they will. Uh, as much as Sarri would probably like them to. Surely uh, the board can appreciate by looking at him shuffling about that he's, he really should be let go as soon as possible at the end of the season. Except I think well, he, exactly. he'll, he won't figure, I think he'll figure largely, hugely in the, uh, in the Europa League final, of course. Well, exactly, JK. I mean, he, I, I, th- I thought last night he managed to look a step slow on a pitch of exhausted players, which yeah. is quite <laughs> yeah. an achievement. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I... I've got a lot of respect for his for his talent. He's clearly a, a a very a very gifted finisher, but I think he's come to England at the wrong stage of his career, and he's he's not necessarily positioned very well to help Chelsea going forward. Getting back to your question about Kovacic, yeah. I think because he is only on loan and there is no option to buy, the information I have is that Chelsea would not be able to make that permanent signing. Again, again, the fact of whether they would want to is an, is another issue because. I think while Kovacic has shown enough this season to, to suggest he's a good player, good I'm, squad I'm not necessarily player. sure he's the best fit for this team. You know, you're looking at their first choice midfield, and Jorginho. As long as Sarri is there, Jorginho will be will be in that position at the base. You've got Kante on the right, who who is clearly crucial to Chelsea. So the other midfielder in that three has to be a goal threat. They have to be the person who gets into the box and contributes regular goals. And at the I moment, it's cheap, we've seen isn't it? it we, Exactly, yeah. We've seen in the last few months that, that Ruben Loftus-Cheek can be that guy. He, he hit double figures for goals for the first time last night. I don't think it will be the last, as long as as long as health con- continues to look on him kindly. And you've got Ross Barkley as well, who I think offers more in the final third than Kovacic does. So, uh, I think he, he looks Chelsea, very eager Chelsea to shoot, doesn't he, um, uh, Loftus-Cheek? He looks, he gets in the box, and you think he's going to have a dip. Whereas with some of them, they get into the box and they're thinking, "Where do I offload this?" And I wonder whether that's a, a, an aspect of his training that he's so keen to get people to pass that they're not thinking about the goal moment; they're thinking about the "Who do I give this to?" moment. Who's supposed to be here? I find it they they tend to look sideways a lot rather than at the goal. Occasionally, you think, oh, wh- "Why aren't you having a yeah, shot?" Yeah, absolutely. You know? absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think there's... Um, I, I, and I've seen Loftus-Cheek even do that a couple of times as well because he's a young player and he plays on the same side as Hazard. I think there's, there's, a, there's a sort of virus of deferring to Hazard that, that happens a lot in Chelsea's attack where everyone just thinks, oh, there's nothing immediately on. I'm not going to try and make anything happen myself. I'm just going to give the ball to Hazard and hope he beats two or three players. And, and that's kind of been the story of Chelsea's season going forward. But Loftus-Cheek, I think... As well, sorry, Kovacic, of course, is a disaster when it comes to shooting, Liam. I mean, quite yeah, frankly, absolutely. appalling. To get in the big, he, but he, he's now given up shooting because every time he does shoot, he either hits the corner flag or he goes miles over. But you can see he gets to the edge of the penalty area and you think, well, actually, you're now in an opportunity. You're not, there's nobody pressing you to have a shot. And he won't do it now because he doesn't enjoy having the crowd getting on his back, which is fair enough, I suppose. But you think he'd, well, exactly. you think he'd practice, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, it is a strange one. But as you say, JK, JK I, think that, I think that goes back to um, someone being a respected shooter as well by the other team. So Kovacic is often yeah. left open by yeah. the team that's defending yeah. because they know that he won't shoot yeah. and that he doesn't want to shoot. He wants to be a passer. Whereas Loftus-Cheek... Uh, I, I think he's I think he's improved greatly as a finisher in the last year or two, but more importantly for Chelsea, he has the reputation as an attacking threat now. He's hit ten goals in the in all competitions, and and opposition teams when they do their analysis on Chelsea will single out Loftus Cheek as the midfield threat to worry about. So that gives him a little bit more sort of gravity. He draws players towards him and opens up space for others. Yeah. Uh, and, and that also could be very important, which is why I think he's probably more likely to be the solution as the third guy in Chelsea's midfield than, than Kovacic is. Liam, when clubs reach a major European final, very rarely is their primary concern logistical, but we're being told that Arsenal and Chelsea fans are going to share 12,000 tickets of an available 68,700 nominally in Baku. They're going to have to travel 2,468 miles and take apparently something like 69,000 trains to get there. What's the response in the Chelsea press to this? Is it seen as farcical as it is amongst the fans that so many tickets are going to corporate sponsors that even the vast majority of season ticket holders aren't going to be able to see their team in a final? Yeah, it's, a, it's not a good look, is it, for anyone? I think the, the UEFA family seems to keep breeding. Every single year, uh, there, there are more tickets hoovered up by what, what UEFA and what FIFA call the... Uh, you know the, the family, the, the the various people who get comp tickets and 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 tickets that aren't released on general sale, and it's just I think it's not a good it's just not a good look for the sport. I mean, and there's an entirely separate issue as well, which is whether you should be hosting um, major European finals in places like Baku, and it's not not necessarily a geographical thing, but also you know the question about Azerbaijan's human rights record and. And, and, and the fact that Henrik Mkhitaryan can't go there, Liam. Exactly. Yeah, I think I, I actually, you know, that's a really good point. I think that's that's probably the most fundamental issue. If you if you've chosen to host a game in a city, well, in a country that can't necessarily guarantee the safety of all the players involved, that is a fundamental flaw it's in the plan. And, it, and and clearly, they didn't know that Arsenal and Chelsea would be in the Europa League final when they awarded it to Baku, but. It is, it, it is a fairly, you know, it's a fairly damn problem, and it's and it's a really bad look on UEFA, who I think have done, you know, they've done some quite good work in other areas, but in this particular area, they really haven't covered themselves in glory. And I, I, I do feel for the Chelsea fans, 
I feel for the Arsenal fans as well. But the 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 other the other question I ask though is is whether Chelsea will even sell out their allocation because they only had they only had a thousand fans in Frankfurt and that's you, you don't think there are 6,000 Chelsea fans who are going to want to go and watch a Europa League final, Liam? You know, I, I, I thought there would be more than 1,000 fans who wanted to see a Europa League semi-final against Eintracht Frankfurt. And that's, like, like I said, like the, the Clapham Junction of Europe. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, but think, Liam, the thing is like... It's, it, it's German beer on tap. You know, it's, it's, it's a really nice, easy away trip. And they are, they're, they're only able to send 1,000. Yeah. I think there's a fair bit of Sarri apathy. Um, which which may have to be factored in, and I, yeah, I, I, part of it I can't explain, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Chelsea don't even sell out their six thousand location for this game. Yeah, the biggest issue is that the, the, the trip organised by the club is costing a thousand pounds without a match ticket, and that's right. a lot of people. That's the price for a season ticket. So I'm like, do I go to Baku yeah. or do I renew my season ticket? Thousand pounds. It's a 24-hour in-and-out flight. So you can imagine, was it a seven-hour flight there, seven-hour flight back? It's, it's a lot of money. That's, that's, I think that's more the issue than actually salary, I think. Cause right. Amsterdam, we sold out quickly. I think if it was, if it was you know... Up the road, yeah, as it were. Well, a more, a more central European location, for example, I think it, they'd be, they'd be clam, clamouring. I know a lot of people, you know, away season ticket holders who, who are not going because it's the cost. It's outrageous. It's going to be there you know, £1,500 for a day trip. It's a lot of money. And also the, the hotel as well, the other yeah, end. Yeah, hotels are difficult as well. Hugely sure. expensive. Yeah. And interesting enough, they were um, where I sit, in the East End, there were 1,300 German supporters last night. Yeah. And also, we had the, the apathy under Benitez in Amsterdam. We still f- took all our supporters there. Yeah. I, I think oh, in I the cup I final, the fans will be there, won't they, Liam? Surely. Well, I, it, it's an interesting question. I didn't know all those figures that you, that you just um, quoted. I was told this and, by, and the, okay. by the steward, I, because I right. said to him, why are there so many German fans jumping up and down and screaming? Amongst us as well, and uh, and he actually said to me, "We were told to tolerate them because there are more of them than Chelsea fans." Does that say more about Eintracht or Chelsea? Yeah, (laughs) what does it say? But it is huge apathy from the fans to go and see that game. There really was. It it was. uh, was Well, you've seen that all season, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. For all that, I think also because the standard of football in the Europa League's not been very good. We were talking about whether it was an easy draw or whether it was just that Chelsea were too good for them. You know, I just think it was the standard wasn't very good. And even from a journalist perspective, there's been very little compelling about Chelsea's Europa League run. They haven't really played anyone. Eintracht Frankfurt were, were. were fairly, you know, were, were, the, were certainly the most interesting opponents because it, me, it it clearly meant a lot more to them. It was their it was their most important tie for 39 years. They have yeah. Luka Jovic, who is a player that interests pretty much all of Europe at this point. Um, so that you know that was pretty much the only interest. But from from Chelsea's point of view, it actually feels quite reminiscent of the last Europa League run, where they didn't really play a proper opponent until the final when they played Benfica and it, and it almost felt like Chelsea fell backwards into another European trophy and that could yet happen I'm not I don't necessarily have a huge amount of confidence that they'll beat Arsenal I don't really trust Arsenal either so I don't know where that leads us for it the, depends which Arsenal the turn up do the Arsenal who play Brighton turn up if it's them if Chelsea well if Chelsea if it's the Chelsea you played in the second half it'll be a nil-nil draw <laughs> we'll have to wait and see Liam thanks ever so much for your time Liam Toomey there thanks, Chelsea Liam. correspondent for ESPN wonderful as ever and coming up it's Baku or bust and Kepa having got himself in a bit of trouble in a penalty shootout earlier in the season was the hero don't go anywhere 
Giving your team the coverage they deserve. Love Sport Radio. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio the evening after Chelsea reached a major European final. It's 19 finals in 19 years and we were hearing just a moment ago from Liam Toomey, who's the Chelsea correspondent for ESPN, that there might be a feeling of apathy amongst Chelsea fans, even for a final. Do you guys not care? Well, I do care. It's a, it's a final. Essentially, it could be arguably one of our worst seasons for a long time, and yet we still do better than Tottenham, Arsenal, <laughs> people like that. Um, it's a cup final. It's, I think the location's the major issue here because it's so far away. It's so expensive. We're in there last year in the Champions League. Um, I can't believe any sort of dialable Chelsea fan would you know, resent a final because of the manager. Because I said earlier on, we, we had Benitez in Amsterdam. And Benitez was hated for different reasons. There's different ones where we played quite decent football, though, didn't we? Yeah, but still, you know, talk, I, don't, I don't think we have apathy. I think we're frustrated with Sarri, I think, because he polarises opinion on Twitter completely. I mean, I've never seen anything so divisive as Sarri this year. Are there any like me who seem to be sort of looking for a pattern but would be quite there's happy a, either a, way? There's a, there's a few fence-sitters, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, but, I'm um, a fence-sitter. I'm yeah. happy to say I mean, that. No, got... but I wasn't before. I started off being very pro, well, yeah, but you, he hasn't done much to... I've, the... I've got one of the... You say it was shaped with a kind of pointy bit. I've yeah. got a bit of a pointy bit on one of my cheeks. Well, because you were playing the, in the Surrey garden and you looked over the fence to the non-Surrey garden yeah. not quite yeah. sure which way to go. Yeah, yeah, because it was, you know, vaguely, there were some roses yeah. in both of them. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's very like a, it's kind of, it's not a great barometer because you've got a lot of people who are Surrey fans rather than Chelsea fans and they will not have a bad word said. I mean, you can't, you, ha- you can't have any rational argument with them about anything. And there's the people who just purely just hate Surrey. Is, is it? Do they like him because he's always quoted as a kind of football philosopher? Well, they always say that his football is pure and great. F- and they always quote Napoli as being the case, yeah, don't they? Yeah, I and mean, you know, football hipsters. I mean, it's. Did you see Ajax last season? It's, it's crazy. I, it's well, Ajax, very interestingly, um, uh, fell to uh, the ball being booted down the pitch to Lorente rather a lot. I thought God, yeah. Route One appears to have been Ajax's well, undoing. That, sh- that shows how good a coach Pochettino was that he bought on Pochettino because he knew that he'd had the back. Danny Blind. Yeah, no, yeah. I also I think one of the problem was he didn't nobody else to bring on. I think that was the other the thing. That's, that's the point. But, but he, he made the changes and he made positive changes and they got through. There yeah. is an encouraging old-fashioned romanticism to the fact that Dutch total football can be undone yeah, by a big lad big, and kicking yeah, out his head. Yes, yes cool. exactly. Yeah. Cool Fernando. Exactly. Yeah. Cool Fernando. Stick yeah. Fernando on up yeah. top and see what he can do. I like watching it anyway. I think that Chelsea have got a serious chance in this final. Arsenal, of course, have had a bit of a hoodoo over you in recent years in cup finals, but they've looked wobbly. They've looked shaky. They rely on the Emirates, which isn't exactly a fortress at the best of But they, they won in Seville the other day, didn't they? They, didn't, uh, they won in Valencia. They, they, Valencia, they won yeah. in Napoli, but domestically, certainly, that away form is absolutely I think, I woeful. Got a little British final, I think. The fact it's a European Cup goes out the window. It's, 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 the pressure's all on Arsenal because we've qualified for the Europa League, so really there's no pressure on us to win the game. They, if they want top four, are going to have to really go for it. So we probably in our favour that, I think. I know what JK thinks. And also thinks it depends whether Conte's uh, available. I think that would help. Uh, we've and had um, players on one hamstring before. He'll be fine. That's true. That's yeah. true. But not, not with the same kind of skills that he's got. I think they just they stayed in a back four, didn't they? And uh, and just headed a lot. Whereas yeah. uh, I mean, this is a man who's supposed to be worth two. He'll only be worth one yeah. and a half. Because I mean, you've got to think Aubameyang's the main man for them. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. If you keep him caught, I think we've got a chance. It's, it's, it's so unpredictable. It's, you know... Uh, I'd like to add, uh, you know, if 
It's hard. I want to win the trophy for Chelsea. If it means Harry gets another season, that's collateral damage. So be it. <laughs> you know, that's why I look at it. Dan, is for you the optimum situation with Sarri now that Roma come in and they're so desperate for him and he's so desperate for a return to a footballing nation where he is allowed to smoke on the touchline yeah. that he heads off to the Italian capital so you don't have to pay him off and you're shot of him. Is that the ideal? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I don't like him. I just, I just can't see how he's going to turn it around. I just I don't, don't see. I don't any... think the smoking will be such as it is such a, uh, a disadvantage. Though I think he he enjoys the struggle and the challenge, and he's willing to grab the odd puff when what? he can. I don't think it's as <laughs> just running off into the even. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. All these excuses about not wanting to watch penalties. Yeah. It's just opportunities going over yeah. flag. My biggest issue with Sarich, I think, is fairly kind of well documented, is that he's tactically fle- flexible. In-game management is not very good at all. Doesn't seem to inspire players. I, d- I never kind of see him making a game, a game-changing substitution that's going to say, "Well, look what Sarri's done. He just bought on X for Y. We've turned the game around. We won two-one." He's not a smiler, is he? I, d- I don't. He's angry. He's angry we, all the time. We've always had very sartorially elegant managers yeah. as well. I well, know that's a ridiculous thing to say in terms who, of who yeah. don't who don't chew cigarettes. Well, not so much. That. Just we've had, you know, you look, we've had charisma. He's got no charisma. He just comes very like dour and dogmatic. I bet and, like, he's, he's sold a few equities though in the past. I think. Yeah, I mean, With his, yeah. You know, in, in I mean, I've, lo- I've sold a few equities as well. Not the same standard, but I just think he's <laughs> he's so. You look at him. You look at you know. I keep going back to Klopp. I mean, I love Klopp. I, mean, I think he just he's got false teeth. You know? Did you know? Oh uh, yeah, but Steve, has just, Klopp. Sorry, Klopp has got false teeth. No, 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 full no, he hasn't. What happened was there's a there's a there was a program on. Um, the Beeb, you know, um, and they were interviewed this guy who's done all that he's done, like Firmino's teeth. He's an orthod- orthodontist, yeah. He? He's, he's a young kid, he does Firmino's teeth, he's done all the Liverpool players' teeth. And par- apparently, so I was told by a Liverpool supporting mate of mine that Klopp was told, Get your teeth done because he used to have he was very badly smoke stained across his bottom gums. Oh, okay, so hang on, he's had them whitened, he's had them whitened, fully replaced. He's had caps, I think, as well. Oh. Well, he's got a lovely so smile I, now. So I just, just, I love Klopp, I love the, 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 the passion, maybe it's a little bit. Do put you, on for show. Well, exactly. Do you think this passion is synthesised? Because a lot of Spurs fans, after they got through, were pointing at Pochettino, weeping on the pitch and I holding think... his players and saying, that's real. There are a few clips of Klopp where you can see him... That's good, that. Clippity-clop. Clippity-clop yeah. of him walking towards the fans and then he notices a camera in his peripheral vision. Yeah. And only at that point does he do it's his rather over-the-top po- fist pump. I think Poch was very genuine. I think, you, could, you, you know, that was just pure, like... What about Chi? This is fantastic. That's all part of Klopp, the Klopp Circus. But the, it's not so much that. The, the fans love him. The players love him. He's inspiring. He's charismatic. He's, there's something about him. You can't, you can't, even though he manages Liverpool, you can't not like him. The other like one of the things is he, he speaks English really well. That's the other thing. I mean, not, which which with uh, charm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> indeed. Where I'm, uh, and his vocabulary is really good. Um, uh, uh, and he enunciates, whereas our manager... Yeah, but Conte was... Unfortunately, I think, considering he didn't speak very well... Well, I th- the, the reality of Conte, of course, is because Conte didn't speak English well at all, was we saw, dev- never saw that side of his character. The yeah. side of his character if you looked on YouTube, I'm sort of keep quoting YouTube, yeah. with Juventus, losing it every oh, single time with angry, everybody. But angry, they're angry, non-stop, but also um, madly over the top. We never got an inkling of that from Conte Not because he never spoke English. No, spoke English. No, celib- you know, Con- Conte, first game of the season, beating West Ham, we jumped to the crowd, then we, we had something. Yeah, well, that know. was a physical thing that he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, physical yeah. manifestation, whereas Klopp's yeah. got this charm and charisma about him, even Pochettino to a lesser extent. I just think it doesn't... <laughs> There's something not quite right about him. I mean, he's 20, was he 25 years a manager? 19 clubs, no trophies. <laughs> Don't know. I mean, I've, I'm, 
I am very much a Serie A cap. But, but then why did the board take him on? If if if, if he's because such the, a terrible CV, I don't think he's a terrible manager. I've never said that. I think he's probably at his depth. Problem with Chelsea is there's nobody on that board who understands football. How do we know that though? How do you know that? How can you make that statement? Oh, okay, it's a sweeping generalisation, but generally, commercially, that ball is brilliant. We've got sponsorship deals for everything down they're, to... They're off to America to play the New York and New England Patriots. Again. Ten days before the, the cup final. Exactly. Great planning because, you know, they must have thought, oh, we've got a Europa, potential Europa League final. Let's not do it. I don't think... Marina, I think Marina is absolutely brilliant. She's a powerful woman. She's a fantastic negotiator. She gets, she gets stuff done. Who on that board would you say knows football compared to, say, Tixie at Man City? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, they, they could say, if I appeared on the board, they'd go, he knows nothing about football. And all I'd say is, well, is, well, I've been watching my team. I've watched football, that's all. Perhaps they've been watching football. How do we know that we, we make these sweeping yeah, generalizations? How do we know that they're not completely hamstrung by Abramovich, who constantly we, makes decisions? We don't know. And they, don't, they, they can't do anything okay. because of him being yeah, there all I the time. I understand that. That's always been the, you know... The, the no, one, but it, it, it looks to me like the, that, really, the constantly. The Chelsea pyramid. But then, you know, if Buck said the other day, as he did, I speak to I speak to Abramovich three times a day. He could have been make, making well, it up. I'm sorry, that's I think that's that's, that's bunkum because there's no way. Yeah, Bremen now not speaking for ages. Don't know where he's gone. He's not going to say that. This is just. You know, it's just well, no, but it never, no, but it might be the case that you know he's coming with a, you know, how's it going? What's he? I mean, it's so easy for him on, in one of his yachts just to, you know, he, yeah, it's I, probably virtual reality. He's probably yeah. he's probably a hologram yeah. in the middle of the in, in middle like, of Stamford like Bridge like on the centre like circle. Like Red Dwarf, is that the sort of yeah, 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 yeah. He's got I, the I, I just think whatever comes out of Bruce's mouth regarding Roman is just, just going to be for positive spin because he's not going to say anything negative or, or derogatory that oh, not spoken to Roman for three months. Well, I think they really hedged their bets by not mentioning. In the programme, I thought that was really, really I wonder relevant. If, I wonder if it got to a point where, after sort of City and Bournemouth, and it got to a point where you know what, we can't sack him. That's too late. Who are we going to get in for ten games? You know, but next season it may be Frank Lampard's Chelsea Football Club. Too soon, for, too soon for Frank. Yeah, it will be, it be too soon, but you never know. Too soon for Frank. I agree. Of course, Sarri didn't get into the programme. Cahill didn't get onto the pitch, even oh. when. The defenders on the pitch were getting bullied by a Croatian I, yeah, no, forward. But, no, but as I've said before, he picked up Acosta deliberately. He did, but Cahill, but. of course, could have come in at centre-half. And coming up, we'll be talking about just that. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jonathan Kidd and Dan Whoop. Silver of the Chelsea Fancast. And club captains normally play a fundamental role in life at the club, off the pitch, welcoming players, important figures in the dressing room, but normally they're fairly significant on it as well, involved at the heart of the team, discussing things with teammates. They're a barrier between the manager and the squad, between the squad and the referee. But at Chelsea, the club captain doesn't seem to be anywhere near the pitch at all, not least against Frankfurt yeah. last night. Here's the opposite of that. I think he's only seen about six minutes game time this season. And what absolutely baffled me about the substitution was we had a two a two-time European cup winner on the bench who's strong and tough and who will stand up to Rebic and they put Aspi centre half I just don't get it I mean okay listen Cahill's apparently can't play Sarri but whatever that is but he would have come on he would have won every header he would have bullied Rebic 
Because that's what he does. He's a tough, no nonsense. But, but as I said before, I think what he was thinking about was he still wanted to maintain the attacking option down the right hand side. That's why he brought Zappacosta on. And he wanted then Dave to just to be the, the defender that he is. Because Dave's not really a, a full back, um, attacking full back, because no, his, his centres are so dreadful. But he's not a centre half because he's too but, short. No, indeed. But at least he feels that, that perhaps that, that the, the option is Dave will deal with the situation. And then you've got Zappacosta, who I don't rate at all, but last night was given a lot of room. Yeah. To, to get in there and, and, and centre and, uh, you know, he had, a, he had a decent shot, didn't he, that Bent, you almost scored, yeah, Zappacosta. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't like him. I'm not a big fan of his at all. He played all right last night. Yeah. Did OK, but still, I'd have had Cahill on just a, you know, just a bit of yeah. British steel. A bit of British steel. Well, we've got a bit of American steel on the line because Mike is, Mark, I should say, is calling in all the way from Cincinnati. Mark, I've got a question for you. Do you think Sarri's continued non-involvement of Gary Cahill is, in a sense, self-fulfilling? because if he doesn't play him he's then going to be worried that he's not match fit so he doesn't play him does Cahill deserve a chance uh well it's kind of hard because the kind of defender that Cahill is doesn't really match well with what we try to do and I guess you could almost say that for the guys that start as well by by the looks of it but I think last night he didn't bring him on because Aspilicueta is one of the penalty takers that we have And if he took him off, that's one less person that we we have to use that we take penalties in the first five. That was my thought, is why he did that. That's actually a really good point. I didn't think of that. But but he wasn't going to take Dave off, though. No, no, the point was the penalty taker. That's why I didn't take him off. But he wouldn't have taken Dave off, though. All he would have done was... I mean, for Zabacosta, you know what I mean? He would have taken Dave off and... And put okay. Zappacosta on. I, I just it, it was my thought. I, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how it would work out. It's all a bit childish because we got through and won. But had it, you know, been me, I would said Barrett Cahill just just for the just for winning the headers because you know Christian just was getting absolutely every single time. Rebic was just knocking him and winning the ball and just giving him real toe of time. But he's very dogmatic, isn't he, Sarri, about who he Completely. wants who he wants in the side. And he's, the fact that Drinkwater's just been completely... Well, Drinkwater's had like a £10 million sabbatical. Good yeah, luck to him. Yeah. <laughs> with, with that dogma, do you think that actually Sarri's just got a mental block on some of these players? And that if he did try Cahill or Drinkwater in this system, perhaps they actually could play it and he just isn't willing to admit that his system is simple enough for the likes of Drinkwater to understand it? He sees him in training every week, every day, and obviously Cleet doesn't think he's got the, the technical ability to, to play to his deal system. with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, he had one look at Bakayoko, said right, you're off. He had one look at Bashirai, said you're off. This is based on two and days. And Zuma, Zuma as well. Yeah, but apparently, you know, he said he he's been very impressed with three lone players. Apparently, one of them was Zuma. Oh. Mark, yeah. of that crop of lone players, and Chelsea, as ever, have 53,000 out currently. No, 53,200. <laughs> 43. 43, I do apologise. Yeah. Who's impressed you? Who would you bring back into the fold for next year? Um, I think mostly we could use a player like Zuma. <clears throat> I'm not sure how well he'll do on the ball or in space. But I think he probably has the easiest route. But for me, it would probably be someone like Reese James. But I think it's harder for him because he's trying to supplant Aspie, who's a captain as well. So I think his route may be actually a little harder. So I think if I had to pick, I would say Zuma has maybe the best chance or maybe even someone like Tammy because our striker situation is so dire at the moment. I'm not convinced that Abraham is the answer. I just think there's a lot of... uh, um, of people saying that they're good without actually 
watching them perform well. And, and the difference is... I mean, I think that's kind of the whole point of, of giving him a chance. And from what I've heard from John Terry talk about him, he has... Oh, that's true. As long as John Terry says something. Yeah, right yeah, very good point. Play. Very good point, Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, you've got, you've got a spy in the this. camp, He's got to look at, like, Harry Kane. Harry Kane got a chance and look where he is now. Yeah. He, he's, you know, show I want to mention that there was a certain person who called up and said we would make top four and make it to Baku. And I was accused of being drunk on the radio. So I just no, but I said that, that as well, though, didn't I? Both of us said that. Who was that? Who said that? <laughs> what? About top four Baku. Who was it? I must have missed that call. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy. Guy from America, Colton. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you were obviously confident back then about reaching the final. Now that Chelsea are in it, are you equally confident that you're going to lift the trophy? Yes. I, the last time I was not confident for a game was May 19, 2012. That was the last time I picked us to lose. And ever since then, I said I would never do that again. Okay, well, a Champions League win is enough to convince even the harshest of Chelsea's critics. Mark, thanks ever so much for your call. Mark was calling. calling. Cheers, Mark. All Speak soon. Away from Cincinnati, Ohio. Whoop, if you'd like whoop. to do the same, that number is 02087020558. And coming up, why were there so many Frankfurt fans everywhere? Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jonathan Kidd and Dan Silver. And on Twitter, I've been seeing constant praise for Eintracht's away support. We're seeing crowds and crowds and crowds of them still in the stadium after the game, applauding their players, reports that they were chanting fluently in both German and English. They're being hailed and serenaded as the epitome of what European away support should be. But you guys were there last night, and Jonathan, I've certainly seen from your Twitter that your experiences and your feeling about the scenario are rather different. Um, well, it's the invasion is the problem. Um, it's the uh, uh, the lack of respect for being in um, uh, another club's main area, main supporting area. Uh, but to, uh, to be fair to them, if the Chelsea fans don't want to attend and the tickets are available and the club are going to make a financial gain, the club aren't going to care. I think it reveals a lot about the club, particularly in this instance in uh, some of the areas. But no, you then hope that they will behave with some uh, decorum. Um, But um, uh, I would like to see what would happen if they won because... um, Coming second meant still meant that they went berserk at the final whistle. So just to clarify, when they scored as well, there were Frankfurt fans in the Chelsea home end. Yeah, oh, yeah. all over quite the Chelsea a lot of them. I had yeah. in my stand as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, did they not behave themselves well? Give, paint paint I mean, a picture we, well, of what they were doing. I was sat, there was three guys in front of me. A father's two kids, clearly Stuttgart fans, but immaculately well behaved. Cheered for Chelsea. See, it was painful. Cheered for Chelsea. Well, their couple was like. <laughs> yeah, little golf clap. Okay, yeah, yeah. Very, very honourable. Yeah, and then there was about ten rows to my right. There was about seven of them in a row who were chanting and clapping and doing the whole lot. And the stewards didn't care. But if you've paid your money and you've bought yeah, your ticket, point, and yeah. Chelsea oh. have willingly sold you these yeah, tickets, yeah, yeah, yeah. surely all they're doing there is supporting their football club. I don't blame the supporters. They bought the tickets. You know, maybe there's football etiquette. You behave yourself if you're an away fan in the home end. But f- funny enough, when it got to penalties, I leaned over to this little kid and said, do, do me a favour, if you get to penalties, beat Arsenal on the final. I shook his hand and I shook his dad's hand. It was really nice. Oh, lovely. Yeah. But you're being very tactful. 
there are other people who were yeah, standing I, up know, and you know, shouting in people's faces. Okay, let's, let's, let's have some detail, Jonathan, because I saw from your Twitter feed that you really weren't happy with the behaviour well, of it, 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 it depends how easily confronted they are. I mean, it depends what they do. You know, if, a, if an Eintracht fan, when Eintracht score, then um, leaps to his feet and... Uh, uh, and shouts out. Isn't that his right? No, but it's the degree of... of I hadn't let me have me finished. <laughs> he shouts out um, various obscenities about your football club and that... Um, but isn't that his right as no, well? No, no, not obscenities. I'm sorry, isn't he can't it? do that. No, and he can't then come up to somebody sitting next to him in their face and go, well, ha, 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 that, that's and that kind of thing. And yeah. that's aggression. And the, yeah, exactly. And then he causes the, the young man next to him to resort to um, similar reaction to him and a scuffle takes place... And, Isn't the and nothing fan happens. Of, well, firstly, was all of this widespread, or have you? Yeah, have you no, no, no. The way it was widespread, they were everywhere. Okay. Okay. I said, as I said, there were, the, the, I said to the steward, "This is completely absurd." And so we had widespread said, scuffling. Didn't we we? Have been, there, was, there was a lot of angry cross words, and there wasn't yeah. fisticuffs and a few, you know, but nothing. When I had one bloke who was actually held back by them by the steward because he wanted to take this German fan yeah. to task for his uh, <laughs> yeah. his lack of, um, of appreciation of the, uh, the no, two we, teams we co- play, coexisting We played Liverpool a couple of years ago, the Champions League semi-final. I think they scored within the first two minutes. All three of them jumped up and all three of them were then escorted out after two yes, minutes. Yes, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Literally the two minutes they scored and they were taken out. But isn't it the responsibility of the club? I mean, JK, I take your point absolutely that a fan should never be aggressive to another fan directly. They should never be getting well, in their the faces. Well, it's the crowing. It's the crowing that people don't like. I would it's argue you aspect. should be allowed to crow. I think if you bought the ticket, you're supporting your team in a football stadium and your team scores a goal in a European semi-final, you should be able to go away, Frankfurt, and give a bit to Chelsea. The fault surely is with the club club for selling the ticket to away fans in the home end. Well, if if the tickets are sold on by supporters and the supporters are at fault, but if the club had just put them on general sale knowing full well that German fans were going to buy tickets and the club... uh, but it looks to me that that was the reaction because it was vastly well, un- undersold. Where, where, where I was sitting, where the, the main troublemakers were, there was a steward who was like counting, you know, the seats to find out exactly who it was. I was wondering if they're going to check that if it was a Chelsea fan sold his ticket, they're going to get into trouble. Or were they the general sale and they were all, all sold out? Well, as I say, in my instance, uh, I said to the steward, what do you do about this? And he said, we have been told not by to the anything. club not to do anything. There was a senior steward, because behind where I sit, there's the low-level executive boxes. There's one of the, the posh stewards in a suit and a little earpiece. And we're like, what are you going to do? And he was like... I said, I don't want to get my suit dirty. Literally, just he, he barely, he wouldn't make eye contact with anyone. There was one guy was getting really aerated with him and saying, yeah, 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 getting really angry. He was just sitting there, like, literally looking straight forward. I think it's all the degree to what if you're paying a large amount for your seat, you then don't want to have somebody bellowing behind I you. Want, yeah, I mean, but isn't football about bellowing? No, no, not. Uh, it is about bellowing, but I think it's about, one of the other things it's about is tribally I, being with exactly. your own kind. Tribal. And you yeah. really don't want to have somebody behind you. Um, irritating you about also infor- revealing to you how dreadfully your side is playing and the fact that they've uh, we can see it they, we can see it without having to be reminded by uh, is that really what this comes no, down to I, I think, <laughs> it's, 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 Jacob it's great football is, is so tribal you know the, the best thing about being a Chelsea fan is going to away games that kind of for me is a heartbeat of most football clubs because they're the ones that are going to go home. Yeah. Chelsea Waste Sports fantastic. Yeah. I, I just think if you're going to, I have absolutely no problem with football rivalry, but you do it in your stand, in your end, that's it. If you, you know, 
It's, it's actually so fantastic, I don't want to be a part of it, because I can't actually do it as well as they do. Oh, you can. I, don't, I, I mean, I can't stand because my knees are too painful. Yeah. And, uh, and I really don't have the voice for 90 minutes. I, don't, I can't keep it going. I know all the yeah. songs, I have to say, but I can't... Uh, sorry, I'm sounding... I know all the songs. Oh, I know word for word. I've got a song sheet. Yes, I've got... Yes, I've got... Yes. I don't like swearing, though, but I know all the songs. Um, but, no, I just find it... The amount of energy really required yeah, is hard. phenomenal. Yeah, and the travelling. Absolutely so phenomenal. Yeah, but these, these little guys in front of me, they were just so impeccably behaved tell straight away they were they were German <laughs> what they had towels on the seats Dan. yeah yeah they were there well before me exactly yeah but they just you could tell they, they have very Germanic features they had a, a Stuttgart I'm, scarf on I'm, I'm look, I look German Stuttgart scarf oh, not Stuttgart well scarf, you said sorry. Stuttgart earlier I was thinking oh Stuttgart well they I'm, had some I'm, fans I'm there as well in, I'm getting back in time yeah, this, yeah. I had a very lovely chat with. In fact, I took some photographs of some German supporters before yeah. the game who were absolutely charming well, it's, it's a whole thing about um, ultra culture which we don't have here ultra culture we don't have it and Eintracht of course have it in quite a big way because their board recognised the ultra and actually try and cooperate them, which I suspect is a good thing. But as we've heard, it was tricky, but they're not all bad. Coming up on the Chelsea Fan Show, it's time to look ahead to a potentially significant final game of the season. It is, of course, Leicester. Can Chelsea finish third? How important is it that they do so? We're also missing a familiar voice here on the Chelsea Fan Show. We haven't had Stamford Chidge on the line yet, but David Chidgey will be with us very, very shortly to talk about the Football Blogging Awards. Close, but no cigar for Chelsea Fancast. We'll be finding out all about the evening and all of their plans for the future. We'll also be touching on, in some senses, a horror week for Chelsea fans. Liverpool versus Spurs in the Champions League final. No, thank you. And Sarri's future. Could he be on his way back to Italy? All that and more to talk about. As ever, we'd love to hear from you. But Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. 
the pensioners a bag, but with no walking sticks in sight. Oh! They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour, and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Hello, it is, of course, the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow, and Jonathan Kidd, Kiddo. and Dan Silver of Kiddo. the Chelsea Fancast. And talking of the Chelsea Fancast, it was a big night for them last night because it was the Football Blogging Awards, and a certain Mr. David Chidgey was there representing the mighty Fancast. I'm delighted to say that Chidge joins us on the line now. Evening, mate. First off, lovely to have you here. We are missing you as ever. How was it last night? Well, evening, chaps. Sorry I can't be with you. But, who, who is uh, this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's that young man, Mr. Chidgy. Oh, hello, you know, Chidgy. How are you? Bloke who does that funny Chelsea show with you. Oh, yes, know. that chap. Yes, good evening. Anyway, yeah, I'm, as predicted, I'm very tired and very hungover. I was uh, about to ask, yes. A, a lot of well, orange juice, presumably, Chidge. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, our attitude, win or lose, we're on the booze. And uh, I was up till three this morning, so it was a good night, basically. Uh, but we didn't win, which was a bit disappointing, really. Who did win? We uh, well, this is the point. I mean, Arsenal fan TV, you know, Robbie and all of that lot won everything, from what I can see. They picked up at least, I think, five awards. So, you know, uh, I kind of, you know, to be honest, chaps, before before the do, I kind of half expected that that would be the case. Because, you know, in reality, how do you compete with people who've got nearly a million YouTube subscribers and 300,000 followers on Twitter? Well, we become professional churches, what we do, and we then get well, the I same think that, thing. Yeah, but... It was really weird last night, because I've been to about four or five of these now, and obviously we won the first one in 2012 for Best Podcast, and it just really showed me last night how, how it's completely changed, that you've now got, um, you know, people like Robbie, they do it for a living, they're doing it, you know, this is what they do as a job, as a career, so they have the time to put into it, and they've got the finances to do it properly, if you like, and uh, but also, there was just so many kids there really last night who were just getting into this stuff i mean apparently they had the football blogging awards had something like two two thousand uh you know uh, norm people are uh, creators that were nominated which wow. is astonishing so it's gone absolutely massive and i i kind of sat there feeling i felt a bit like a man out of time actually well i mean i am old obviously but i, I definitely felt a bit like that because the whole thing is moved on so quickly and i think changed incredibly from uh, the days when we started it but you know at the end of the day we do this because we love it and and because it's fun and if you know that ain't going to change whilst whilst i'm involved that's for sure should so, they have a different category know. do you think think then it should be podcast for for the older connoisseur <laughs> well, maybe maybe we will do it from a retirement home rather than <laughs> I tell you what it's like, actually. I was speaking to Johnny about this earlier on. I said it's a bit like, you know, weirdly, it's analogous to the, the Premier League, you know, with City with all their money and being backed by, you know, a nation country, state. Yeah. Chelsea you know, haven't ever like, had any money, of course, Judge. Well, no, but we they did, of course. But we cannot, Chelsea cannot compete financially with Man City. It's a fact. Uh, and that's what we've been saying, I think, for the last five years at Chelsea. But it, it just struck me that actually that was quite a good analogy, you know, because we, you know, we're all very busy people in our in our kind of you know real lives, as it were. So we just about do as much as we can for the 
for the fan cast, but you know these guys are doing it for a living and making a good good lot good lot of money out from what I understand. You know, and really basically for just, you know, shouting at each other and uh, speaking in gangster language, you know, so good <laughs> well, luck Should we try that, that Chidge, if you thought of doing yeah, that? Yeah, mate, yeah, in it, fam, blood, yeah, fam, whatever. Just get me, Chidge. Yeah. Yeah, I get you, get me, Jonathan, JK. You are so peng, you know that. I hate it, I <laughs> mate, hate it. Bear chat going anyway, on Anyway, whatever. Chidge, whatever. tough, of course, to compete with the professionals, but not tough for Chelsea to compete last night. They battled, they fought, they made it difficult, but they did get a result. The hero, of course, it had to be. The winning penalty, a certain Mr Aiden Hazard. But do you think that was the last ball he will kick at Stamford Bridge? Uh, I, I, in all honesty, I, it probably will be, let's face it. Um, as I've said before, I wrote a blog on this a while ago, but you know, I think if we get the transfer ban, which again we don't know yet because it's going to go to CAS, but uh, you know, so I don't know whether they'll be able to overturn that. But you know, if, if they have the transfer ban imposed, I would be tempted if I was Marina to say, listen, mate, you know, we cannot sell you because we cannot replace you now because we've got the transfer ban. So I uh, you know, we're cool if you can let your contract run down this year and then you can basically go on a free next year, which will, you know... Do you think clearly... he'd accept that, Chidge? Well, that's the thing. I, you know, it depends how, how much his mind is made up to go to Madrid. But he has always said, he's always said he's happy either way. That's what he's said up till now. Really interesting. I, mean, did, I heard, he, I heard he, what he, Liam said earlier. I heard yeah. what Liam said earlier, and Liam's probably better place than we are to know but that's what i would do whether the club will do that or not i don't know i mean from, from what i've heard you know again liam was saying the same you know that they're holding out for 100 million and will hardball real madrid but you know frankly i think he's gonna go simple but he, did, he didn't make any goodbye though did he he didn't at the at the walk around the other day he didn't No, he, he didn't he, did didn't, he, he didn't even clap or do anything as if to say yeah. i'm off he just yeah. didn't play very well last night but then scored didn't he? scored no he was post match i still haven't watched the match back you know i was sitting oh, you know all these don't. awards are getting awarded out and yeah. i'm trying to keep up with it i've got this johnny will know this i've got this uh, app called flash scores which gives you absolutely real-time updates by the second you know you see the clock ticking away so i'm following it on that it's like kind of the modern version of teletext and i'm supposed to be listening to all these awards and then of course it went to penalties so i actually was watching uh, you know the updates of the penalties to see if we were winning or not it was just insane i wish i'd been at the bridge with you lord what well, is a complete far less. a quick pricey Jorginho played very well um yeah Giroud was dreadful um uh, uh, what's his face was uh, put upon. Um, Christensen was Christensen was absolutely bullied by Rebic. Bullied by Rebic, who played really excellent. His physical mismatch. Um, I mean, literally, almost every time he was knocked to the ground by Rebic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave um, had his usual go. Um, uh, Louise was brilliant uh, in defence, but still prone to the odd error, like the goal. Yeah, but he em really kept so many Emerson, things that were Emerson, wonderful. Emerson was Emerson. Yeah, Emerson was Emerson. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, it's really weird. I mean, it's kind of odd. It was odd. It was very odd being at this awards do, not winning, which is a bit disappointing, and then having to go through the gruesome, you know, kind of trying to find out what was going on with Chelsea when you're only following it on Twitter, which was melting down completely, <laughs> or, you know, flash scores. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we've just got to our sixth European final. Yeah, does yeah, it yeah. really matter what happened in the semi-final? Nobody's going to remember that in 20 years. No, I agree. Well, they won't the remember final. the final if we lose it. Well, I was going to say, it matters that you get to the final, and then it absolutely matters that you win it. There is no point getting to a final in my book unless you win it. 
Chidge, I've got to ask because I'm very interested to hear your view on this. I know you weren't at Stamford Bridge last night, but what's your take on this scenario? Lots of Eintracht fans in the Chelsea home end. Does that bother you and how did it happen? It, Matt, it bothers me hugely. And, and I, I've been listening to the show. I, by, by the way, good show, chaps. Well done. I, I won't be coming in in future. You're doing well. <laughs> we were hoping but, that would uh, be the case. Yes, indeed. Never, Chidge, never. But I, I thought you were all missing the point, bless your hearts, because what these guys shouldn't have tickets in the Chelsea end. You know, what's happening, I would imagine, is that they're getting them through the touts. No, 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 no. These are official in my area. Yeah, well, your area is different, mate, to be honest. Your area is different, isn't it? Yes, all right. Yes, it is it. different, you I know. It, yeah. But they were... You know, 1,300, say, though. 1,300, Chidge. Bloody hell. Well, I don't know. So, yeah, OK. So the club... OK, dropped one there by allowing 1,300 in the in the East Middle, uh, you know, which is a kind of a hospitality area. But, you know, because they shouldn't do that, actually, frankly. But actually, the bigger problem is having the fans in the, you know, the home end, as yeah, it were, yeah, yeah. because that will incite aggro. Now, you might not like the fact that football is tribal and we have short tempers and we don't like people in our territory, but that's how it is. And, and, and that's why we have segregation at football. That's why they have CCTV at football. That's why they have know? security staff for that very reason. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I don't... Obviously, the club weren't selling them the tickets, but, you know, they've got hold of them. And, and to allow them to stay there, I just think, is insanity. It really is. And appalling, frankly. But I think if the precedent is even set with hospitality, it just becomes absolutely absurd, doesn't it? I mean, 1,300, this is what the, the steward told me. And well, that's really outrageous. Outrageous, frankly. isn't it? I agree. Well, it's just about money, isn't it? Entirely. It entirely. all comes down to that in the modern game, unfortunately, Chidge. Stern words, but delightful words as well. Lovely to hear from you. David Chidgey there of This Good Parish, who will be back with us very shortly. Could you phone in a half an hour and pretend to be someone else? Uh, unfortunately, we have actually got a Leicester opposition. Oh, view, have we? Oh, but okay. he could come on and do a funny voice. That yeah, might do I'd the like trick. that very much. You would like that, Chidge. Thanks ever so much for your time. Coming up, it's been a good week for Chelsea, hasn't it? Certainly on paper, in a Europa League final, but actually... It's a disaster. The Champions League final, <laughs> Liverpool versus Tottenham Hotspur. It's Sophie's choice. This is love sport. It should be happiness and celebration at Stamford Bridge, but it's been blighted by that pesky Champions League. And the fact that it's not just an all-English Europa League final, it's an all-English CL final as well. Spurs will take on Liverpool in Madrid. It's a nightmare <sighs> scenario for Chelsea fans. Dan Silva is set for four nights. Yeah. Who would you rather win it? We're in a position where you have to support one. Liverpool. Of two of these teams. Not a question, Liverpool. Every time? Every time. Um, Liverpool 6, Spurs 1. It's just not for debate. I think we want to be the only team in Europe with a any team in London in the European Cup. I could, I could cope with Liverpool, Craig. What, we've won it six times. Six times in Madrid. Times. We won it six times. Going to win the treble, mate. Treble. It's sound right. Uh, Liverpool. I mean, I, uh, pff, never Spurs. Never Spurs. I mean, it's, it's essentially saying to be dad, you want to be shot or stabbed. That's <laughs> the choice, it's literally. <laughs> Having said that, though, I, I appreciated how brilliant both teams were. Yes, but shot or stabbed, love, which are you going I, I, for? I, 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 <laughs> shot is Liverpool. Well, no, I, the trouble is, you know, when I was little, you watched Liverpool all the time winning everything, and you were, and because they're in Europe, you know, you wanted them to beat Johnny Foreigner. So, uh, to some extent, you were, you were you happy with that in Do you not think this idea Forrest, of Johnny you know? Foreigner, because there's been a bit of this on Twitter, it's do you bit. not think in the modern game oh, it's, it's completely absurd. bizarre? It's absolutely ridiculous. Johnny ridiculous. Foreigner scored a hat-trick for Spurs. No, and, I think recently, recently we didn't um, have a single English player on the side, did we, in one of the games you played the other day? Johnny Foreigner is very much so a bit like you know 
old school 80s football. No, but it was. They were all everybody was Scottish and Irish. Yeah, Mulby, Alan Stevenson, and that was it. They were they were considered foreign. Oh, they've got a couple of blonde haired chaps playing. Well, on this front of the results perhaps not being perfect for Chelsea, Daniel is calling in all the way from San Diego. Oh, Daniel, I hear you want to talk about, and I quote, how turgid the results have been this week. Turgid indeed. Great word. It's been pathetic. I mean, they talk about like the end of civilization as we know it on not only Tuesday night, then again on Wednesday night. I was the only good thing that came out of this week was watching company thump that ball in. So yeah. chances are Liverpool won't win on Sunday. Daniel, if you weren't already thing. in San Diego, I'd ask if you were going to emigrate. You two, are you, you going to stay here even well, if I've Liverpool do the double? to Siberia. Okay, <laughs> yeah. wonderful. I, mean, I, I did tweet Donald Trump and ask him if he could start a war before June the 1st, but he hasn't replied to me yet. <laughs> no, uh, but what I... he did in China and the trade deals, it's possible, so we'll see, yeah. but... I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily bank on it, but it's been dire. And then watching, uh, watching that yesterday for us, it was even worse. I mean, I don't know what in what world we've turned into, and I'd like to quote the phrase because I started trying to communicate it. It's not Sari ball. It's called tedium ball. That's what <laughs> we play. It's called not very, not very good ball, well, I, I think, as well. I call it Sari ball. Yeah, well, yeah, the trouble is... is well, that, that's a good one. The trouble yeah. is, is that we still... Got to the final and still qualify for the Champions League. So, yeah, but I, my, know, my what, you, what do you is, say? You no, know, it, it's dreadful football. I don't quite yeah, understand how we've, we've done it. Because Arsenal and Manchester United have failed to capitalise on our ineptitude. We had the easiest route possible all the way through to Frankfurt, and the first time we played a half decent team, we you know struggled to get over the line. So, I, I think we're this. It's given a whole kind of false identity to how Sarri's done this season because it, it is the worst football I've seen in. 700 odd games. But do you think it's because they haven't got a, 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 a central point, a fulcrum to actually provide? If, if Costa or Drogba was playing, do you think we'd have been in this situation? <sighs> I don't well, know. Why did he go on and push the boat out to get Higuain? I mean, we thought he, he was so going to be as slow. he was. He, I mean, he he's makes, dreadful, I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my, mean, you know, he, he makes any of us look capable. I mean, I would genuinely go pull someone off the street to say that they might be faster over 10 yards than he is. Yeah. Would they be able to finish to the same level, Daniel? My 14-year-old nephew's what, a better dribbler. What, Than Higuain? You know, could they finish better? Well, they might be able to finish their dinner because that's yeah. certainly something he's good at. I mean, I, it's just, no, it's been so turgid, bad, stale, depressing, have and you got your pathetic. Th- have you got your thesaurus there, Daniel? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, can, I can print one out if it'll help you for the show, but <laughs> that being said, you know, it has just been so... Well, look, I, I mean, I'd rather not swear on the, on the radio either, which is why we, I try to use the other words. Because, exactly. Um, it's just been so dire to watch as a fan, and you watch the, you know, the highlights back, and I don't even care. I mean, I go back watching into the 90s, because, you know, that's the generation where I start. We at least had an identity which... I don't think we will ever be a Sarri ball team. That's what it comes down to. Not, and that's it, and that's all. I mean, he, if you look at him, he doesn't envisage or inspire anybody. I mean, I've yeah. seen her listen to the homeless guy on the corner for 25 minutes for a team talk and listen to him because I'd get the, I would definitely fashion the fact that the guy 
on the corner would be able to enunciate his words clearly. I think he's not without gonna, chewing he's, on a cigarette. He's not going to stop. Not going to chop. He's not going to stop trying though from making them into a team that plays Cerismo if he carries on, because that's the way he wants to play. Well, you thought. Listen, he's a, he's a, always been a protagonist. That I don't need to buy players. I coach players. We've had him for yeah. fifty games. Yeah. Uh, Junior's pro- got better. Jorginho, yeah, Jorginho, I mean, Jorginho was Pep wanted Jorginho, so I think Jorginho, there's a good player in there somewhere, but he just, in a team that doesn't understand the whole ethos, because the amount of times that people don't make a run, he's looking for the pass, and there's no one there. We're, we're, we're not, our players aren't set up for Sarri's 4-3-3. A good coach will have his no. philosophy, which I totally understand and totally respect, but he will adapt to what he's got. For somebody who says, I don't need players, I coach, I haven't seen any of that. And, you know, mate, listen, R- Ruben's come through more by, I think, need than actually, you know, accident, so, you know, accident yeah. Um, he's done well. Callum got game time, but again, that was more pressure on him. He's just like for like substitutions, in-game management's abysmal. When you go full down to Man City after 20 minutes and you carry on and you lose 6-0, you know, any half-decent coach with a brain will say, you know what, let me just damage limitation, let me do X, Y, Z, we'll end up with a full defeat. It's still not good, but I've adapted. Daniel, the only way that you can sweeten the pill of Liverpool versus Spurs in a Champions League final would, of course, be for Chelsea to win the Europa League. Can you see it happening? Against Arsenal? Against Arsenal. I mean, they've had the hoodoo over us now for a little little bit, which goes back to Conte, really. And I don't know. I mean, sadly, you know, we're so predictable. All you need to do is come out, put pressure on, which isn't something Arsenal are good at, mind you. And the, well, they did against us when, at the Emirates. At they did yeah. against the Emirates. When it, ma- they when did, it matters, they? They, can put it, they can put it on. So the that's pressure. where I'd say, you know, it's a coin flip. That's 100% of a coin yeah. flip. The pressure's on Arsenal it to win. It could go either way. Pressure's absolutely on Arsenal to win because they need to get Champions League qualification. So we could almost relax a little bit because we've got our objectives achieved with the Champions League. They need to do it so we can essentially go out there you know, if we win, we win. If we lose, we so be it. So we, there's no pressure on us to perform. Well, there's hope yeah. there, Daniel. Thanks ever so much Thanks, for Dan. your call. Daniel calling you, in all the Pleasure. way from San Diego. That number, if you'd like to do the same, is 02087025528. And coming up, that transfer ban for Chelsea has been upheld. There's an appeal going to the court for arbitration for sport. But what happens next? Your news, your views, your voice. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. You're with me, Johnny Burrow and Jonathan Kidd and Dan Silver of the Chelsea Fancast. And in the last 24 hours, we've had the news come through that Chelsea's appeal against their transfer ban has been rejected by FIFA. The club is now taking a further appeal to the higher level, the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Where do we stand now, gents? What's going to happen? Can the club buy and sell, wheel and deal in the summer? I think if they follow precedent with the other clubs, we'll ban will be upheld. We'll be cancelled for one period and we'll get December, January ban because that's what's happened. They have to look at the documents, don't they? Yeah, but it's happened before the different reasons and generally the summer transfer window has been allowed and then we get a ban for So the idea is to try and buy as many players as possible and offload as many as possible. Well, Castle will probably give us that window. And yet Louise has just signed a two-year contract. You're allowed to extend your own players' deals. You can't register new players. You just can't register new players. But if the 
ban did only kick in from January. It's for two windows. And they'll so be down to one. I reckon they'll appeal. It'll get down to one one window. So why do you think they'll be so lenient? Precedent's been set by other clubs. Precedent's been set by other clubs in Spain who might have been breaking rules in slightly different yes, ways. Yes, and I don't, I don't think as, uh, that we're supposed to have done a huge no, number Madrid, of... Uh, Madrid was for youth players as well. I but but haven't we done so many more, like 241 yeah, or something? <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea are saying they've done nothing wrong. Well, should they Chelsea said they've complied completely, yeah. haven't they? I mean, who knows? I mean, I th- listen, I don't, part of me wants to ban because you get, get a chance for like the Mason Mounts, the Rhys James, the Tammy Abrahams to get a season to prove they can actually cut it. Well, the trouble is, is that will that be the case if he sees them in pre- pre-season and decides that they're not for him? That's the end well, of that. Yeah, you know? he might, might be How many is he going to try? He might get, try and get as many as he can back. But the thing is, what we have to remember, you hope that he looks at all the scouting reports because they are all mentored by Eddie Newton and yeah. his team. So each game, he is told, actually, who is performing well they have people amongst them. Yeah. They do. It's not, it's not a kind of, oh, you're left to your own devices. Yeah, they are absolutely in the spotlight. WhatsApp group also. So apparently, yeah. Sarah yeah. said there was three players that he's really impressed with, and one of them is Zuma. And then we'll see. Rhys James has just been absolutely pulled. It's all around. The manager said, didn't yeah. miss a day's training. Absolute perfect pro he's going to be a fantastic player so the yes. back page of the Wigan Post the day before the game against Millwall last weekend yeah. on the Sunday was your captain leaving because they gave Reese James the armband as a symbolic yeah. thanks for the great job he'd done I think it's telling when a player comes into a club on loan albeit at the bottom of the championship yeah. but comes in nominally to play at fullback and ends the season as their star central midfield player. That probably implies a level of technical yeah. excellence. And winning both players, yeah. player, player of the year, everything. Did he end up mid- in the midfield? He played midfield for the last few games. Oh, yeah. did he? And I there was a whole. Fullback, yeah, there was, they just they loved him out there. Apparently, he was just an absolute consummate pro. So he's an encouraging one, and that would be the silver lining, wouldn't it? Because I, for one, and I'm not a Chelsea fan, but I am a fan of Tammy Abraham, uh, and it would be good to see him get a chance in the Premier League, if 100%. not with Chelsea. Yeah. Do you think he's good enough? I mean, we get so much complaining, um, rightly, about the likes of Giroud, about the likes of Higuain. Surely anything is better. We were hearing from Daniel calling yeah. in there that he'd rather have a random man off the street. I th- Harry Kane's a perfect example. Harry Kane went four or five loans to, you know, championship clubs, really didn't set the world alight. He got a chance, and look what he's done. John Terry went to Forest. Yeah, but I think John, John Terry's done. I think John Terry's always touted to be a good player. I think Forest wanted to buy him, but Chelsea they, they, wasn't they trying to buy him, yeah. Kane got a chance, got a couple of goals in the Europa League, couple of goals in the league, and look where he's gone. Yeah. Just Mind needs you, a I chance. I think they're playing better without him at the moment, though. Yeah, but still, I mean, still look at his, his goal record in the last five seasons. I mean, Tammy just needs a chance. You know, give Tammy a chance. He Would you give him a chance at Chelsea? Not his first choice, but certainly well, is. I, I haven't watched him enough. I don't. The no. few times I've watched him, he, he seems to be very well, Batshuayi-like I mean, to me. You look at the like, the, the, you know, the whole thing with Patrick Bamford when he had a loan at MK Dons and a loan. I think it was Forest, and he was doing so well, and everyone was banging. He, he was he was Championship Player of the Year. Everyone was banging the Bamford drum. He had two loans at Palace and Norwich. Both teams struggling to score goals. Couldn't even get on the bench. So. As good as he might have been, Bamford's just a, a good championship player. That's his level. Well, I if, wonder if, if Tammy he comes up with Leeds this year, we'll find out whether it's yeah, Bamford. I think works, Tam- Tammy had a good, good low with Bristol City. He went to Swansea, who struggled, changed managers, still got five or six goals. He's looking very, sh- very lively for Villa. He's a, he's a, fox, in the, he's a fox in the box. He's like a Fanny Jeffers. Fox in the box. Honey Jeffers. He's scoring <laughs> a lot of goals. What can you do when a player scores a lot of goals if not roll the dice? Well, you you probably keep him in the squad if, and, and see how he performs. 
Um, and if he does well in training, you stick him in the first team. He's but if, if they purchase somebody better, which like is a, uh, you a know, card or something yeah, like that, then he, he, he'll, he won't get a go as the first choice. We may not find out. There's always been so much pressure on Chelsea to achieve things every season. Now, if there's a transfer yeah, ban and yeah. they actually say, you know what, we'll take this as a, a transitional season. We'll see what we can do. Give these get give Mason Mount game time. Give all these players that everyone says is brilliant but who haven't played at the top level. Give them the game time. What what's the worst they can do? You know, you well, tenth. Well, they they be finished tenth. They be finished tenth. Twentieth, arguably. Yeah, yeah, we'll even. Yeah, I know, so I know, but then it won't fit the business plan. You know that they're un the they're unlikely to. They they, they they want to have also as many players as possible. They can then flog to America. It's, it's, they it's flog money, to the American market. It's money ball. That's why we start. You know, Matt Miazga. Yeah, know, indeed, got, indeed, the madness. Michael Hector. He's playing for Reading, isn't he? Still, isn't Hector playing for Sheffield Hector Wednesday? Player of the year for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he might have a chance. What about the the other Villa player, the centre half? What's his name? Uh, begins with a T. The um, uh, well, Charlie from Chelsea. Yeah, well, from Villa. Isn't it Villa? Who's the other player? Oh, in? you're talking no, about Derby. For, sorry, it's Derby. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, it's, 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 it's yeah, a Derby. He's a fullback. It's a Derby. Man, the guy who's at Fiorentina, yeah, yeah, Ola, Ola Aina's apparently yeah, been Aina, absolutely yeah. brilliant. In, yeah, it's a, they want to buy. But him. they want to buy him for eight million, and he's, he's he wants to go there. But of course. I think what Chelsea need to do is they cannot do anything till we get the the ban. But if he if he says there are three, sorry, and he think one of them is Zuma, you know, we've already mentioned eight. So, you know, yeah, what, what about all Sa these others? The Sarri's been impressed with. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. What yeah. about all these others who we're, we're supposedly impressed with, yeah. according to the to the media? We, we, we don't really know. Isn't it? Well, they're just going to be discarded. It's a very expensive yeah, yeah, scrappy yeah. challenge, yeah. but yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, more like, it's more like storage wars, actually. Yeah. Storage wars, I yeah. do apologise. Yeah. We, we could have robot wars. There are so many options. We could have, like, David Davis just trying to go through the Chelsea players, couldn't we? <laughs> I think... OK, I'm going to pose a question to you two. You have to play two of these kids in the first team next season. Yeah. Kids who are currently on loan yeah. I know that's unrealistic but yeah. if you had to yeah. who would they be I've got no idea because uh, I don't watch them enough going by what people I respect on Twitter and I've spoken to who know players Reese James 100% because yeah, according like, to Twitter if we're going via Twitter no 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 no, 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 no I'm saying people. we're going no what I'm saying I agree yeah. if we go by Joe Tweeds Joe, exactly. Joe Tweeds would say Reese James because yeah. he's, he's up with this kind of thing he's he a big his, knowledge he, about this we, no, probably, he thinks uh, James is excellent probably Tammy because we haven't got any decent strikers would you agree with that, Jonathan? Um, once again, I'm not convinced that, that he is a Sarri player, if it were to be Sarri. I think, um, I think somebody like one of the, the very quick, uh, even untracked Frankfurt players yesterday... Were, we, who was, who no, we're talking a, about bringing youth players. No, 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 no I know, but I'm, oh. no, I'm saying that that's what they go for. Yeah. Um, I, don't think, I think if he would, he, he, he would prefer, the club would prefer to buy somebody for, that, for any position than allow a, allow a low knee to go in. But I, I think Mason Mount would probably have a go. But um, if Giorgino keeps, playing, uh, Giorgino keeps playing well and you've got Loftus-Cheek and he plays Barkley, then there won't be a place for him. So it might be you go for the extra centre-half. Well, the interesting point... But then you've got Ampadu. Yeah, what, we've already got Ampadu. What about Ampadu? Yeah. We've got thousands. Where does he go? Liam Toomey earlier in our press report said that in a Sarri system, if you're going to have the likes of Jorginho and Kante, the third midfielder has to be a goal scorer. Now, Mason Mount, he's yeah. playing at championship yeah. Yeah. level. Well, he's shown that he is that, but he's perhaps more advanced. Well, this is, we haven't got any, we've only got seven goals from midfield, haven't we? Something like that in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we'd had, if we'd had a goal scoring midfielder and a decent centre forward, we would have been more tolerant of Sarri because I think they'd have scored more. I think the football would be better. We'd have won more, tolerant. yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, because there'd have been end result. I mean, your 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 big thing and so many other is that uh, there is no end result. And I think my my feeling about all of this has always been that it's not that he's not 
trying to find an end result and they're tippy-tapping the ball about. It's because they can't do it. it. And he's trying to get them to do it and they can't. So it isn't yeah. as if he's playing tippy-tappy and that's oh, yeah. all he's playing. He's actually trying to get the ball in the box and have them shoot and score yeah. and they can't do it. But that's my argument. And he it, can't train them to do that's it That's my well. argument is they need to adapt to what he's got and, you know... Get the players playing their strengths. Well, it is this current crop of players who Sarri will have at his disposal when Chelsea take on Leicester at the weekend. If they win, they could finish third. And coming up, it's time for the opposition view with Richard Cusack, sports journalist at Leicestershire Live. This is Love Sport. You're listening to Johnny Burrow here on Love Sport Radio with Jonathan Kidd and Dan Silver of the Chelsea Fancast for your Chelsea Fan Show. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined on the line by Richard Cusack, who is a sports journalist for Leicestershire Live. Good evening, Richard. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Brendan Rodgers has transformed this Leicester City side. He's playing an exciting, attacking brand of football which gets the most out of the pace of the likes of Vardy and Harvey Barnes. It must be a very optimistic time at the club and looking ahead to next season, is there a feeling that you could really push up into that top six, possibly that top four, and obviously there is the slightest chance of a 5,000 to one? <laughs> Good evening, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I think, obviously, Monday night at Manchester City illustrated just how Brendan Rodgers has transformed the club. He's got him playing uh, a very dynamic sort of style of, uh, style of football. Um, mostly, but he's got him believing again. He's got the fans back on side. Um, there's a real belief around the place. And, and obviously, we saw that in the defeat of Arsenal, the week before. Obviously, Leicester put in a really, really good display. They had Monday night, undone by that stunning uh, Vincent Company strike. But... Uh, Belief will obviously be high um, going into Sunday's game against Chelsea with the hope that they can carry on this good form of momentum into the summer. Yeah, I mean, how, I mean, I've a lot of talk about James Madison. How, how good has he been this season? Yeah, he's been excellent. Obviously, within his first season of the Premier League, he dipped around Christmas time, which is, uh, well, obviously, when you're expecting to, he ran out a bit yeah. of steam, maybe. But let's not forget, in the reverse game against Chelsea, um, I think it, it was a couple of, it was over the festive period maybe the 21st, a couple of days before Christmas Day, um, when Leicester went to Chelsea and actually won. Mm-hmm. Um, one of only a few defeats on the Zosari side. Um, he actually slipped in the ball for Jamie Vardy to score. Um, so Chelsea, he's obviously going to be one to watch on Sunday. Um, he, he, he's been really... He, he's, he's played very well. And what Rodgers has told him to do now, he's played Madison a bit deeper alongside Yuri Tielemans, who He's been sensational since he's come into the squad. Um, on know, deadline day. I've been very impressed by Ricardo. Seems to be you know, um, all over, all over the shop. Never stops running. Yeah, of course. He was another player who, when um, he struggled when he first first um, sort of joined, he was very shaky uh, defensively um, at the start of the season. There was a game against Bournemouth where he got ran ragged by Ryan Fraser on the left, um, on the right hand side, um, Bournemouth's left winger. Um, but he's really um, sorted his defensive side of the game out and uh, adapted it into a. One of the best right backs in the Premier League, I think. Richard, as um, you said there, Yuri Tielemans has been absolutely fantastic. Do you think Leicester are going to come to regret only getting him on loan from Monaco? Because we are now seeing the big boys circling, the likes of Tottenham, the likes of Manchester United heavily linked. Do you think he'll still be at the King Power next season on a permanent basis? Well, uh, Tielemans' excellent performances have actually kind of they've been a double-edged sword for City. But while he's um, while he's helped them. Get the good results. He's put himself in the shop window, so to speak. For the likes of the United and Spurs, they've been linked. Your pundits have been coming out and saying how how great a signing he'd be for 
for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Rizzi Pochettino. Um, he's been he's been fantastic. Um, obviously, he came in on a swap deal for Adrian Silva. That's obviously the reason why City were able to land him, because I think Adrian Silva wanted to leave the club and they were able to get him in exchange. Um, it really would be a coup if City were able to get him in the summer. I'm not quite sure how likely that is, but, but he'll be one they're looking to tie down. Um, we do try and ask you if he's uh, looking to say that obviously he remains very coy on the subject, so we're not getting a lot of um, a lot of information out of him. Richard, uh, I, I'm finding it difficult watching Leicester at the moment because they appear to be wearing the Chelsea 2009 kit. Uh, <laughs> is, is, uh, is that something anybody, any of your other fan, any of your other Leicester fans have uh, have mentioned? It's uh, Adidas appear to have uh, just copied the the, gear, the kit from that season. I've not heard that. Bef- I've not heard that one before. But uh, I see where you're coming from. Having mentioned it, well, it was watching. I was watching the game the other day, and what's it? Ch- Chowdhury was uh, looks a bit like William, and I actually suddenly thought, my goodness, Chelsea are playing. I didn't even realise. Yeah, uh, I, I know. I know it's a bit of a. It's not very something you want to talk about too much. But uh, Adidas and Nike kits these days, they do tend to be templated, don't they? Yes, um, yes. Well, I remember a few, a few seasons ago, it used to be, I'm going back into the, uh, into the 90s here, where Everton had practically the same shirts as Chelsea did, and uh, with a flash, a white flash the under their ar- armpits. The Umbro and Because Umbro, yeah, yeah, they made no effort at all. They just <laughs> copied them around uh, the Premier League. So uh, you sort of accepted that. But I thought nowadays, with all these, uh, you know, different little bits and pieces here, that they would have gone for something. I think the V-neck is a bit different, but... Um, well, if, you're not in, if, you're, if you're not impressed by this season, you'll probably be impressed by next season that was there's really good pictures on Leicestershire Live and a nice gold trim down the side it looks really really smart so hopefully that'll, that'll oh, yeah, be because that's, that's this season's isn't it yeah, it's the new, be no, no the new kit's like our old kit oh, the new kit the current, the the current kit, kit yeah. just blue with the white it's got the white v-neck hasn't it the white strap under the v yeah the, the, the stripes are white and the next season looks really really smart it's the Chelsea one yeah, the Chelsea kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Um, what? I mean, what are your hopes for next season? Obviously, obviously you've had the, the terrible stuff with Vish and so on the, during the season. What? What are the kind of plans for for Leicester? Where do you hope to be in sort of twelve months' time? Yeah, of course. It's, been, it's probably fair to say it's been a quite traumatic season with the, yeah. the passing of Vishay Prava in October, of course. You know, I mean, a lot of, and obviously the poor Pearl sacking as well. But the, the, Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> I think, like I said before, at the top of the little segment, he, he's got the players believing again. He's got the fans back on side. Yeah. Um, Did he have to deal with Vardy in particular? I was reading that um, that Vardy hadn't got on well with Puel, and yet uh, Rogers has been really on his side. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I'm not too sure. What obviously there's a lot of tabloid talk about um, about Vardy not getting on with Puel. There's obviously the, the, the little clip of the, the aftermath of I forget which game. Well, it might be the Manchester United defeat earlier on in the season, February time, where obviously there was a clip of. Vardy sort of speaking out of turn in the dark, the cameras. Um, oh, yeah, that was good at picking that up, yeah. And yeah, yeah. um, I'm not too sure if there's anything, any, ever anything in that, but um, one thing certainly for sure is that since Rodgers has come in, Vardy's been, Vardy's been brilliant. On fire, he, he, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such a shame he's not available for England, actually, because I think he's a terrific player. Really terrific, always, Vardy. Uh, fantastic. I really like Ben. Oh, it was obviously a shame that he didn't, he didn't really fit him in the World Cup, but I, I think it's an absolutely fantastic uh, um, outlet. Well, an outlet. He's useful, isn't he? But, but, but he yeah. brings you something different to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say I like a great fan of Ben Chilwell. I think he's a phenomenal fullback. Yeah, he's excellent. He's established yeah. himself as, as one of the top left backs in the country. It's no surprise to see the likes of Man City, uh, Tottenham Hotspur linked with him. He's, he's England. I'd say he's probably England's first choice left back now. Right. And what he has done. 
similar to sort of a cart. He's, he's adapted while adapting his defensive side of the game. He's, he's managed to um, get forward a lot. I think he's one of the actually statistically he's one of the fastest players in the Premier League at sprinting. Yeah, yeah um, with, with him and Aaron Wambasaka, it's an exciting time for English fullbacks. The biggest question, of course, Richard, is how you see it going at the weekend. It's a tough ask for Chelsea. It's a tough ask for Leicester as well. Score prediction, please. You know, I, I, I think Leicester will, will really like to go up with a bang. In terms, like I said, and on a bit of a statement um, to the to the fans and, and sort of the, the onlooking neutrals. Uh, I had one eye on Chelsea last night. I, I thought if, if they got through to the final, perhaps they'd rest a few players. Might give Chelsea and Leicester a bit more of a sort of a, a bit more of a chance. I see Chelsea scoring. I think I might have a bit too much quality, but uh, I, I'm thinking two on to Leicester. And Richard, just before we let you get going, I'm reliably informed that you're actually a Derby County fan. Of course, very familiar with Frank Lampard here on the Chelsea Fan <laughs> Show. Are you feeling confident about the playoffs? I'm very confident. Um, I, I sort of said after I came on the station on Sunday after the West Brom game, and I think since the whole Spygate, since the team, the whole Spygate saga since the team was last met on uh, January the 11th when. These obviously went out to their winners, and they were excellent on the night. Those teams are sort of headed in the opposite direction. Derby have gone from strength to strength. They've not lost since the night of April. They've managed to find a way to win games, which they didn't have earlier in the season. Yeah. And, and that's what gives you more confidence going into uh, into tomorrow's game on the second leg on Wednesday night. From, from a Chelsea perspective, how well have the Chelsea Lenny's done, Mason Mount and Tomorrow? How good have they been? Uh, they've been fantastic. Um, obviously, Fakeo in particular, he took a few games to get going. Um, I was impressed when he made his debut, honestly, against Leeds back in August. Um, it, it's been fantastic, you know, his, his ability to get across and, and cover uh, Richard Keogh or either of the fullbacks when they go missing out of position, if they're going forward. Um, his ability to read the game, his aerial prowess, um, he's really developed over the last two or three months, certainly, mm -hmm. into one of the best centre backs in the league. Yeah. Um, and with regards to Mason Mount, well, you know, all you have to do is look at Derby's form from when he got injured against Sackington in the FA Cup in January and to when he came back, I think it might have been a month or six weeks later. Um, he, he, him and Harry Wilson, uh, Harry Wilson doesn't function about Mason and, and likewise. And mm -hmm. um, Mason's been fantastic. His quality on the ball, his, his passing, and he just creates so many good chances for Derby and, and that's where Derby's second goal came from. It was Mason's little direct passing into the, into the box which created a chance of Derby and um, he's been fantastic to really have Richard it's been a pleasure to speak to you and a pleasure as well to hear that the next wave of Chelsea stars who could be quite important next season if that ban is upheld are doing good things in the championship Richard Cusack there sports journalist Thanks, of Richard. Leicester Thanks, Richard. Live we've heard the Leicester side of things but coming up it's time to talk about how Chelsea should be approaching this fixture it's all in the name. Love Sport Radio. You're listening to the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Jonathan Kidd and Dan Silver of the Chelsea Fancast. And a quick reminder about the quiz. You've got a last chance to get your guesses in. We'll reveal all before the end of the show. The question is, of course, since December 2015, Cesar Azpilicueta has only missed one Premier League game. Who were the opponents? Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh. Is Tricky. It, is Can it, I just say we don't have the answers in front of us? We but, will but reveal the answer later. Is it you want related to, to who we're playing on well, Sunday? I, I don't know. I, oh. my, my guess was 
the Leicester game when Mourinho got sacked. Right. Well, I will reveal all before the end well, of the You know the, the answer, do you? Of course I know oh, the I answer. I didn't know that. I'm the, the quiz master. Yeah. You're the quiz master. He's you're, the, like the you're the quiz inquisitor. I am the quiz inquisitor. Magnus Magnusson. There'll be an inquisition into Sarri's managing at the weekend. He's coming up against a very well-organised, a very incisive Leicester side. How can he best aim to nullify Brendan <laughs> Rodgers' attack? He Kidnapping won't. him? Yes. He'll fail miserably and they'll lose. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I've got no confidence at all. I don't I think, think they're, we're I think so they're susceptible the, to pace yeah. and everything else. I think we'll put him 3-1. Yeah, I think 3-0. Yeah. I think we'll score because I don't think defensively that great. I think we can get behind Wes Morgan. and who Who's going to score? Higuain won't score. Giroud no, Hazard. Score. Hazard, farewell goal. To quite, quite fair, as far as I'm concerned, this game is a dead rubber. Yeah. I don't care if we come third or fourth. It makes no difference. We yeah. qualified. Can't afford to get any players injured for... I think that'll be their attitude. Why not just bring... I, mean, I don't know. Throw in a few kids. I don't know if Reese James can play or not. I'm not sure. If he can he's be back training to, with them, though, isn't yeah, but I don't know whether because of the, the rules he's registered to play. I would just to, say, yeah. right, you know what, Willie in goal, Zappacosta, drink water, <sighs> yeah, Cahill, drink water, Cahill, just just throw out a few kids, whatever. I don't care. I just want to keep these players fit for Ampadu. Boston, uh, uh, he's injured. He's got back problems. Still, yeah, we won't play this season. He's been injured think. most of the season. Yeah, he's had a few uh, ankle and back problems, mm, probably groin yeah. pains. Mm. I just. Just yes, don't yes. care. We we got we got to play Boston Red Sox New England Revolution. Have it is next week as well, haven't we? Yeah, we have to. Yeah. That pointless. Although for, in a very good cause, uh, friendly in the wrong time of the year because the the anti-Semitism we, game. Yes, yeah, so it's right. a phenomenally yeah. good cause. But once the but organised by Roman, who everybody just says has disappeared, he's clearly doing all this kind of stuff. Uh, this this is great because with the uh, the guy from uh, who owns New England, uh, not New England, um, yeah, the Patriots guy, yeah. who's also had a some, somewhat questionable year as well with his off the field antics. Yeah. As well, but I, th- I think we'll. I think we'll. He, it'll he be too is uh, has um, Jewish blood, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he is Jewish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I think going back to the Leicester, I think we'll probably get beaten three-one. Vardy will score. I think Madison will score. I think we'll just be. We'll just be just like, you know, one foot on the back of plane. I think we'll lose, and, we'll, and I think Spurs will lose to Everton, and we'll come third. Do you think Chelsea's players are going to have their heads in the game for Leicester City? Because <laughs> however the fans are feeling about that final in Baku, if you're a player, regardless of your thoughts on Sarri, you want to play in a Europa League final, you want to perform. Do you think there'll be an element of them where they're thinking, no. I just don't want to get injured? No, because I think, I think he knows what team he'll pick, probably wants fit, because he's so predictable. I, I think... Because I just I don't want to get injured. The players, I think you know. I know. I can. Well, he may do some research on Arsenal. He may then play, not play the players we think he. No, he, will, he, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do research. That's why he got beat six or by Man City. Mm. I think the, the final team will be probably um, Kepa, Emerson, Alonso. I think he might play actually on is this I Sunday. Think, no, this is the final. The final okay. Yeah, Emerson. He'll be probably if he's uh, Louise Christensen. He'll play Alonso on Sunday though. Yeah, and then right Leicester. back is Dave. It'll hopefully be Kante. Um, Jorginho, Kovacic, William, Hazard, and Giroud. Not Pedro, you don't think? Not for the final, no. no I think no, Pedro okay. might play tomorrow. I don't know if he, but I, some of the kids might get a game. I mean, I don't know who's. And who's free? I don't. I, to be honest, apart from the Caleb, I can't think of someone ahead of him. Can we have kids. to also debate the fact that the, uh, the the kids are in the under nineteen European Cup final? Yeah. Which is something. And none of them will ever play yeah, for Chelsea. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. terrible possibility. Yeah, and but yet arguably it may never be good enough anyway because none of. It, We've had a fantastic academy. This is a whole debate for another show. But how many players from the last six years' academies are playing top level Premier League football, or even playing top level for any other club? Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. I mean, yeah. Bamford was bought. But there's a chicken and egg argument, isn't there, Dan? Because it may be that they don't have the ability, or it might be that if we take the likes of Izzy Brown, the fact that they get football at a high level in their development because Chelsea weren't playing them 
hindered that development. And well, we're only seeing now just how good Ruben Loftus is. Well, the years 18 to 21, I think, yeah, are the big, the big years. They don't, they, if you give them a go in the first team, they can get overwhelmed. It's actually a very delicate balance, well, the whole thing. It process. is a balance, but if you don't give them any, that's, no, that's why they hope that they'll helpful. perform well in the, yeah, in the championship. I think or, that, that's progression to other, go other leagues. You know, maybe League One, Championship, Premier League. I think, you know, from a physical standpoint, playing in League One, we've got lots of. You know, cloggers and kickers. It's a good, it's a good learning curve. I mean, De Bruyne was bought, went on loan for two or three years, and he had, had some phenomenal loans at some really good top-level German clubs. Yeah, Wolfsburg, he played. Yeah, and then we, you know, he, he questionable attitude for twenty-one-year-old kid, which all kids have got attitude. I want to play. Well, you can see the talent there. We, you know, another one we've. Jettison too soon. That, that is, they're, they're bad things to think about. Actually, we won't mention yeah. Mohamed Salah. We won't mention Romelu Lukaku. We won't mention any of these. Now. Salah, listen, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yes, it's yeah, very, Salah very was true. Very poor yeah. playing for Chelsea. He was indeed focusing on foresight. We were talking to Richard Cusack a moment ago. He was mentioning, as you did, J.K. You added to his list a raft of incredibly talented Leicester players, the likes of Chilwell, Tielemans, Madison, Vardy, Pereira. If you had to pick one from that Leicester team, who you think would improve Chelsea who would you go for well I think I think um, the way that Ribeiro has been playing I think has been um, phenomenal for them playing right back I think he's looked uh, terrific and he he gets a decent shot yeah. in, in the center in a way that I'm afraid Dave doesn't do Dave isn't the having said that say Dave signed a five-year contract hasn't he as Two years ago. yeah yeah so so uh, but he's not the he's not a Sarri player Dave he can't centre the ball I like James Medicine because who had goals to midfield he's a, a very he's a creative player. force yeah. as well dangerous from and set he shoots pieces. from outside the box which is great yeah. it's always nice Kovacic yeah. are you listening talking of contract extensions Kovacic are you missing do you mean well <laughs> we have had a contract extension at the club today it was announced that David Luiz will be sticking around for another couple of years at least is this positive news well, it's an interesting development because it's a two year contract <laughs> every over 30 contract is supposed to be only a year with Chelsea so, so do you think Sarri really believes it well no well, I think that they're worried about the transfer I also I think he's one of <laughs> he's also one of Roma's favourites as yeah. well Maybe yeah. he's made the exception. Yeah. Do you think I mean, that's a significant factor where yes. Roman likes someone yeah, that could the rules? Yeah, of course. When he, 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 he backed him in, uh, ahead of Conti. Because yeah. they thought if Conti carried on being manager, then Louise would have been definitely yeah. sent away because they had an enormous run. He had I mean, a story about Peter Cech was telling that when he wanted to leave Chelsea, he went and met Abramovich in one of his living rooms and they had a conversation. Cech adamantly wanted to go and Roman eventually said, yeah, all right, you can go. Not happily, because and Louise go. popped in and said, "Hello, I'd like yeah. to stay." And he yeah. went, "Yeah." I just no, think Louise. Yeah, Louise is a. I mean, some defending that when he had the foresight to clear the ball off the line. He had a th- oh, he had he, some great headers. He had last a wonderful night. pass out yeah, wide. To yeah, he did. He did. He's, 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 he has well, moments of complete brilliance. Then he has a brain fart. Yeah, he but, does. You know, <laughs> I, I like him. He's, he's, he's a he's a personality. He's, he's got a bit of leadership about him as he well. He does. He does. He's, he's tough a character, and it's tough. Yeah, we need that encouraging stuff is that toughness something that you would like to see if you are able to make transfers in the summer one man you mentioned earlier in the show was Antti Rebic who was successful against Chelsea not just because he's a very proficient footballer but also because he's a very unpleasant footballer yes he's cause great it's that kind of th- you need a couple of those would you like side. more of that oh much yeah, more we need aggression we need much more we need you pro- need you need somebody in the midfield who does it, it isn't George you need somebody yeah. who's a hard tackler you need somebody who, who's just there if only you had a hard tackler who was just there who happens to be playing an attacking midfield role. Yeah, yeah I can't uh, think of Defensive one. midfielders. Who mm. 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 so, sounds like an Italian manager? Mm. Mm. I, I can't think of it. No, not can I. Anyway, gentlemen, I've been tantalising you with the quiz. 
Was I right? You both get a guess. I'll give you one final guess. Jonathan Kidd, the question was... Yes, yes, yes. <gasps> since December 2015, 2015 Dave yeah, has Dave. only missed one yeah. Premier yeah. League yeah. game. Yeah. Who were the opponents? Leicester. Is incorrect. Oh. With that in mind, Dan, you get a chance to revisit. I will say Manchester City at home. Is also incorrect. Oh. A correct answer, which nobody got into the show as far as I know, was Swansea City. But oh. well, excuse me, what relevance has that got to Leicester, who were playing at the weekend? I don't write the quizzes. Every question. This is Chidge's fault. It's Every Chidge and Chad's Chelsea Challenge. Chidge, well, Chidge, Chidge and Chadge over the airwaves. Can you do something that what? relates to Leicester? Or that? that relates to the opponents but, but like in, in future? Shop, Chaz and Dave. Yeah. 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 It <laughs> would be slightly foolish, though, if the quiz question every week related to the opponent in the sense that the opponent was just <laughs> and that, the answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, wouldn't be massive. I know, exciting. I know. But I thought they were being... Was, I thought this was post-irony. I thought this was post-irony. Post-ironic yeah, broadcast. Yeah. You heard it here first. Looking ahead to that Leicester game, we've had your guesses for the quiz. I also need your score predictions. How do you think it's going to go? I need final score predictions, Yeah, 3-0 Leicester. And goal scorers? Um, Vardy 2 um, and uh, who's the other mid? Who's the other chap in the field play? Two ones. Um, yeah, and he'll get the, he'll get that yeah. one. That's right, yeah. 3-1 uh, to Leicester, Vardy, Madison and an own goal. Right. And if you don't mind me asking, mm -hmm. why are you both feeling so negative? I think we've said Have this. you seen the last 37 games of the season? Yeah, you haven't <laughs> been watching them, and, and they, they'll phone it in. But you're in, a, you're in a final. Is there not a sense of I, hope at the club? You know, well, that's why they'll all be thinking, what? I don't want to get injured. I can't wait for next season when he goes to Roma and Roma fans are saying, did you watch Chelsea last season? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will end then on the Roma front with a question. If Maurizio Sarri does go, if you get this get-out-of-jail-free card and yeah. he goes to Roma, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's the manager to come in? Uh, I've no idea. It won't be uh, Frank Lampard. No. It won't I be would, Frank Lampard? I would like to see Steve Holland and John Terry. Do you think they're ready? No, and it's not likely to happen, is it? No, it's It'll not. be some strange fo uh, foreign man. No, I'm sorry, that sounds unbelievably xenophobic. Yeah, I don't mean that. No, it'll be... It'll be it's not a sense it'll of be, health, It won't it? be anybody English, let's put it this way. It, it won't be anybody that we know who's English. It might be Tuchel if he leaves PSG. Yes. Thomas Tuchel if he yes. leaves PSG. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Very, very good things in likely. Germany. Or Spalletti, who's done his fairly decent coach when he was in Russia. Ancelotti may disappear from Napoli. They want him out, and they, yeah. they want Sarri back, but no, they won't get Ancelotti back no. again. Yeah. No. Well, we may well be sitting here in a year with Sarri still in charge. Yeah, very likely. But still, he's got them to a Europa League final. Yeah, yeah, good on him. And I hope you like trains because Chelsea are going to Baku. Love sport. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.